Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, hi, Josh. Hi, hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 129 of You Watch, I Listen. Taylor's back. I am back. You feeling better? Yes. Josh, how you feeling, buddy? Fine. Yeah, everything's good, man. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, I still feel like we're we're like just days away from being told we got to go virtual again. It's kind of what it seems like. Which I wouldn't hate. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is it getting worse? I haven't even been paying attention. Yeah, honestly, since the last time I mentioned it, I haven't looked. Yeah, at Yeah, it's I still really we're either. where we are is right now is equivalent to where we were when it first started, like heating up here in like February, yeah. March. Which means the death toll. If, if you're going off that template, the death tolls are going to increase in the next two weeks. Yeah, so I'm thinking. That uh, you know, we're not going to have to go digital if we have to go digital because of like uh, anything other than a curfew. I yeah, think correct. That, the curfew that, is what the problem would be. I think that a curfew is as far as they're really going to go. Yeah, I don't think they're going to restrict businesses again. I don't think what so. You're finding is that people aren't catching COVID out in public. No, no, it's gatherings. Yeah. It's it's big gatherings, which is what's going to make Thanksgiving so interesting. I do find it hilarious how the government's like, oh, be careful on Thanksgiving, be careful on Christmas, but yo, Black Friday. <laughs> Wonder why that yeah, right. is. I haven't heard them say a thing about Black Friday shopping. Of course not, because they got to make money somehow. Yeah, you got to make that fucking revenue, baby. Yeah. But um, what's crazy, so the, the highest death per capita in the world from coronavirus right now is South Dakota. Which okay. is so interesting because this was a governor that was talking about how masks are a form of tyranny, um, that you only all you need for protection is a gun. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, that's like Borat like hitting the fucking coronavirus with the fucking pan. Yes, like how fucking stupid can you be? So now your fucking state is literally dying, and <laughs> your state is dying. Your state is dying, like in the world, the highest death per capita, but. We talked about it last week that the or two weeks ago. The model you got to go off a lot of times with this, if you're looking at it, is Europe. And Italy right now had their uh, just today had their highest death toll they've had since uh, June at okay. 898. And Italy was, I think, the first country we all looked at like holy shit. Italy was the first country where everyone's where everyone saw what was happening. Like uh, like, like this is like, like apocalypse. This now is real. Shit. Like we don't yeah, know where this is, this like is like gonna go. Contagion type and shit. Thankfully, Jude Law is gonna save us all. Oh God, I don't. I, if Jude Law saving us all, fucking kill me. I fucking hate Jude Law. Please, I'll be the first one. Yeah, get Jude Law here. I would fight Jude Law. Like I. There, so, I Okay, so realistically, Jude Law has a legit cure. Yeah. What what what, what do you do? Give me the virus. <laughs> I, I no, I, I really don't want anything from that guy. And it's not that he's a bad actor, he's fine. He's a, a I would say an exceptional actor. I fucking hate him. <laughs> it's just one of those people I look at and I want him to die. That's 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 <laughs> there's there's no reference point for where it started because he's in a lot of movies I like too. He's great in Road to Perdition. Um, he was in uh, what the fuck other movie am I thinking of? He was in something Contagion. recently that I watched. He was good in Contagion. He plays that like slimeball character well, but I see his face and I want to fuck it. All like right. not to like get pleasure, but to make him have the shame of my onion balls. Okay, that's all I want from Jude I, Law. This is so unnecessary. Jude it? Law's unnecessary is the point here. So guys, yeah, but like, okay, so let's dial it back a little bit. What at least for me, at, hold on, balls? hold on. Well, at, your at, balls sometimes when they sweat, they smell like onions. Yeah, smelly onion water. Yeah, this onion is not water. news. Yeah, yeah, banana but, uh, breath. But to kind of turn it back, at least for Josh and I, I don't wish death on Jude Law. Yeah, just no. just make better movies. That's all I ask. I don't think he even makes bad movies. He does. Well, he does it. That's the thing. He makes those fantastic. Beast movies. It could be a little bit better. 
I don't. I, I don't hate okay. the first one. The second one is garbage. I, well, I knew that I wasn't wrong in disliking it. Like I went in with an open mind because the landlord's such a big Harry Potter fan, and she was like, "This sucks." And she actually said that these movies have kind of made me like Harry Potter less because she's like, you know, I see. I told her it was like, there's a lot of Star Wars fans that are like that with the Disney stuff and the prequels, um, the the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian doesn't get shit on, but like Rogue One and Boba Fett and um, Solo, but um. They, uh, but she, I was I was like I get like why some Star Wars fans hate it, but you can't argue the quality of every Disney Star Wars property is significantly better than what Fantastic Beasts has done, and it's weird because it, it's a well cast movie. Like I said, Drew Law's a fine actor. He plays the young Dumbledore fairly well by all accounts. I just uh, you know what Drew Law will be forgiven if they really lean into Dumbledore being gay, and it's just a scene of him like blowing Harry Potter's father. <laughs> Like that would be good. Fantastic beasts and where to fuck them. <laughs> where to fuck them. <laughs> That's what I want. But guys, uh, welcome to episode one twenty nine. You watch, I listen. Um, for Taylor Micah, I'm Dan Perosi. I'm Josh Marcella. What? I was trying to do a community reference when they're doing um, uh, Abed, um what's his name? Well, Troy and Abed in yeah, the morning. He goes, he goes for uh, for Troy Barnes. I'm Abed. Oh yeah, and, and for Dan Perosi, I'm, I'm Taylor. Yeah, exactly. So that's all right, so guys, dumb, dude. Um, uh, we, that's the reference you uh, go with. Yep, I'm going to be reviewing MXPX's this ever last ever passing moment. That Taylor was supposed to be. We were all supposed to be reviewing something else, but Dan's a dummy, and we'll talk about that in a second. So we watch something else. So you watch our we'll podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck yeah. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. What did he do wrong? It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Today is uh, Tuesday, November 24th. Taylor, how was your week, buddy? Your uh, two weeks. Yeah, it was fine. I've just been um, kind of just like getting things back on track. It's been uh, it's been a really rough two weeks, really. Uh, even though I said it was fine, I've been... Enough when yeah, you're barking. I'm you're fucking, fine. fucking just like your dad. You keep fucking interrupting. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> runs in the family. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been struggling really bad with anxiety like the last two three sure. weeks. So you know, trying to level that shit out on top of you, you got to find your your zen. Having some uh, not necessarily health problems, just some concerns and things that I was worried about that I would wanted to get checked out. So sure, health speed bumps. Yeah, went and did that, and uh, everything checked out. It was pretty fucking good, and uh, which is amazing. Nah, it's like a statistical anomaly. Not, no, it's like I'm, me not having an STD is uh, a statistical anomaly. I'm, I'm a medical marvel. I don't know what you want to tell <laughs> Yeah. Me. Ripley's because believe it or not. I, I, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's 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 the weirdest thing because like people who meet me or like, you know, people who do know me, you would, like, just looking at me, you would think I but would you, have like- Your shit's like, gross. I would have like real high blood pressure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No offense. What, no, this it's legit thing. I, I'm 100 over 60, which is practically That's pretty perfect, good. And my cholesterol isn't high at all. So That's-, that's 
fucking fascinating. I know. It's weird, dude. It's that the is weirdest weird. fucking thing. I think it just runs in my family. We're, like, we're great in, up until our 50s and 60s, and then shit goes south around 64. Well, I hope I'm here to see it. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to be cheering it on. Jesus. <laughs> when you get to 64, I'm going to be throwing a fucking party. Like, you said 64, dude. Let's go. Happy birthday. What's going to happen next? Hopefully, I have AIDS. Hopefully, live past someone because that way you guys get the first first friend to die award. Yeah, well, we should start that's a wrong. death pool of our friends. I think we I think no. we all agreed Quaz dies first. No, I think that's I think that's horrible, and I don't want that kind of juju. All right, well, you don't have to be a part of it, but you're going to be in it. That's fine. I told you Quaz is dying first, so you're going to outlive him. That at least doesn't matter. I don't want to be a part of that. Josh, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, nothing to complain about. Still got my PS5. It has not broken yet. yet. Unlike what you guys have wished. Uh, I, we did not wish it, you liar. Uh, no, no, actually, that's false. You didn't. I did. I really, yeah, like, true. if there's that's a true. God out there, please smite Josh's PS5. Please. You know what I'll do if it happens? I'll, what? Buy, I'll buy another one. I don't <laughs> fucking care. You'll pre-order another one? Because oh, <laughs> yeah. you got it like that. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll um, buy another iPhone. Anyway. Uh, no, everything went great uh, up until I read a message last night that uh, Quaz sent all of us that there hasn't been any good music since uh, be- after 2011 is so, when good music stops so, happening. So, and then my week went to shit because I just thought about it and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with him? So, so a lot. So I was talking to Dan about, uh, about this. A boot? A boot? Uh, a boot. Yeah, I'm Canadian yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> I did just buy a pack of Tim Hortons coffee. So there you go. All but right. uh, no, like so. Jo- uh, Dan and I were talking about this, and I literally said, "Did you like how Quaz triggered me last night?" And he goes, "Yeah, you gave him exactly what he wanted." Yeah, when Quaz started, I was like, "I know what he's doing." I was just he as called bad it, as you were. He but called I wasn't, it. I wasn't feeding into it. Like he said, "You, you listen to pig snort metal." That was a, that was a good line. It's just, yeah, it's a great line if it's true. It's I know, not. but just but that's what I talked about. That dog shit Attila album. What he thinks you listen to is it only Attila. He thinks all of it sounds like that. Yeah. So that's what the comparison I was making in that dog well, shit album. I, and here's the truth. And Quaz, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not because you're a bad friend. Yeah, terrible um, friend. I'll, I'll let you know. Haven't that seen you once. No invite. Whatever you're going through, I hope it gets worse. <laughs> and I hope you don't pull out of it. I really hope you just claw yourself into a deep hole and you find out uh, one I'm, day, shh, client shh. find out one day that you have made a bunch of really bad decisions and that you did this to yourself. Don't blame any of us. I, I concur. Um, I agree that just like your father, I hope you don't pull out of it. <laughs> um, you piece of garbage. <laughs> I didn't had no idea where you were going with that. Um, but uh, Not uh, but for real. Quaz is boys, but like not today. His, well, you know what? Here's not the thing. Today. There's some people that when it comes to music, it's just there. They're just wrong. On. Well, yeah, they're wrong. They're wrong, but they, they don't have a place where they could be right either. So they can't necessarily... You asked him to cite sources, all right? And then Josh goes, well, okay, what's good? Like, what do you listen to? He goes, I'm not really a music guy. So how, can you, how can you make that out, outlandish him, Somebody asked him what the last good song was and he goes, lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. 2004. Yeah. And, wait, I, hold on. and then by his parameters, no good music after 2011, but before 2006 was trash too. So you even got the, the best song, last song that you heard didn't even fall within the time period in yeah, which correct. you said there was good music. <laughs> so I award you no point. And may God have mercy on your soul. I don't want God to have mercy on his soul. That's the point. So this is what the point I made to him is that if you're going to say there was no good music after 2011, give me a reference point that is not lose yourself to what the last good album or good song was. But again, there are these people that music is just a thing that's there, which I think is I think it's very bizarre that there are at least an artist or a band. I know a couple of people like that. Yeah, I know a few that are just like, oh, music's there. Like like that. That doesn't compute. Yeah, it's I know people are like that with movies. There's people like. 
like that with fucking video games, because I, I can get the video games. I know a person yes. like that that's like that with everything but sports. Oh, Alan. yes. Vidge. Alan. Alan, yeah, and Seinfeld. And Seinfeld. Yeah. Al- yeah. And, and food. And food. And, and, uh, and um, Jesus not being the Messiah. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Francesca falls under the umbrella of sports, though. But so. he also, yeah, but see, the thing with Francesca, he loves movies. He does, like, he used to do Oscar shows, and he's he knows his politics, too. So he's a little bit more there. Alan also knows accounting. <laughs> well, that, well that, that was, again, Jesus oh, yeah, is not the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bell? Yeah, it's, yeah I haven't rung the bell in a while. I know. We've yeah, been careful. So, two plus two yeah. so now I'm making four. anti-Semitic remarks, so I have to ring it. Um, but my that's re- his job. To be anti-Semitic? No. <laughs> to oh. be anti-Semitic. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I thought you were saying it was my He's job. He's good at be- counting. That's his job. That's true. My week was pretty uh, normal. Hung out with Taylor and Bob on Sunday. I learned that che- uh, milk is just wet cheese. And uh, also, it's called wet white. Josh. Man, I'm mad I missed that because last time we got <laughs> we got warm clear. Cold clear. Cold clear. Frozen clear. clear. Josh, so I was thinking it was about 20 it. minutes. Of just us looking at each other, like what did you just say? I was also thinking, like, is, is seltzer carbonated clear? <laughs> like, but so white way. Saturday or sa- Saturday night, this weird thing started happening on Twitter where I, I said the word fart, mm-hmm. and Dan Boyle and I started having a conversation, and then we got some guy coming into our our thread. Don't forget it. You roped me into it. Okay, somehow. yes, I did. He came into our thread, and his name was on Twitter at by farts, <laughs> and I went to his profile. File and he's literally asking masculine men to send him fart videos oh and he'll God. pay for them. So Dan well, and I, he must not know who you are because so, masculine men. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> so here's the thing: Ken and I, I'll say Ken Boyle and I, started like messing with it. We were trying to tell him that we'll send you the recording of the fart and we'll also send you a mason jar with this smell. And the guy started getting like weirded out. I was like, just tell me the price. He's like, well, DM me. I was like, no, we're transparent with our audience. Tell me the price. Doesn't do it. So I wasn't gonna do it. Fine. The guy deleted all of his tweets. He could tell I was kind of fucking with him, I guess. And last night in our fucking group chat, Taylor, for the first time ever, convinced me to do something stupid and DM the guy. So I, D- I DM'd him. And this is his conversation. The Twitter name is I Buy Farts. <laughs> and I said to him at 11.24 p.m., again, I don't have a fucking life. I said, how much for a gasser? <laughs> he said, dang, bro. And I yelled, I'm here. How much? Tell me. He said, didn't think you DM. Well, damn, okay. I usually do up to $5 per fart, depending on how good it sounds. I don't do much, obviously, because I buy from so many. But if you're gassy, you can get some quick money. <laughs> and I said, okay, I really need 750 If it's a heavy, maybe wet fart, can you do it? And he said, get me two rippers, bro. <laughs> nice wet ones. And I, I almost had typed out. Like, I started typing it when he said, get me two rippers, and I was go, what's up, bro? And I didn't, but I said, okay, I'll see what I could squirt out. I had some birthday cake. And he said, this is where the conversation went dark for me. Nothing before that was weird to me. It was odd, but he said, don't show black screen, by the way. I want a nice angle of that butt of yours. And that's when I felt really weird. <laughs> you should have DM back. There is no nice angle. <laughs> no, that's what I said to you guys. I said in reply, "My ass looks like a jungle in Vietnam after we dropped napalm. I don't wipe well." And, and then I didn't reply after that. And he he sent one that says, "You think you'll get a ripper soon?" 
I was like, again, there's no nice angle on my butt. It literally, what I said was, my ass looks like if someone dropped a honey baked ham on a barber shop floor. It's a fucking mix of fat, different colors, and hair. It's disgusting. And so I'm, I'm sitting there like I couldn't fall asleep because I'm sitting there. I've been how, how did you convince a woman to live with you? Uh, that's a good point. And Taylor brought up a great point about it. It's one of the most astute points Taylor's ever made that if I just laid on the floor and like put my legs behind my head and my open asshole was out and I'm taking a picture and she walked in the room, she'd be like, okay. Like she expects it at this point. And it's rare that things make me very uncomfortable. But when he said, get a nice angle of that butt of yours. Oh my God. I, I, but now I want to know, like I'm, 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 I'm interested from a psychological oh standpoint. What is he doing with these videos? Oh my god! Is he baiting to him? Oh, probably, dude. You got fucked. You got you got farted. <laughs> like you got flatulence. <laughs> I, I, I that my week was really good up until that <sighs> point. Um, oh, I've never been more proud of you. But that was, um, yeah, that was uh, interesting. Oh I, shit, that's even funny. You're reading out loud. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, <laughs> dude. I could have been honest with you. I was so fucking captivated that the fact it was going down and you sent screenshots. I was like, holy shit, he actually. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna let you call my bluff. At that point, I'm Ugh. committing to just making an asshole of myself. Well, I started doing what you do. I just started asking why a lot. Yeah, and then like, is it? Does well, it? You can't really argue with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Once nice. you say, when you ask why and how and no. People eventually got to give answers, but all right, let's get into our reviews. Oh, dude, I'm, like I'm, a fucking five-year-old. But why? I'm gonna go first. Um, yeah. Taylor, you gave me from 2000 MXPX. This ever passing moment, one of the pioneers of modern punk, I would say, mm -hmm. punk as it is it is now. Um, Pop now, punk too. Yeah. So while I, when I listened to this, I was like, oh, I've definitely heard this album more than once. Have not listened to it in probably 18 years. Long time. It's been a really, really long time yeah. since I listened to this. Um, so first song. Uh, my life story. It's a four. It's a four. It's cool. It's a beat. Very fun sound. I only gave one song less than a four. I gave uh, a buildings tumble a three. It's a fun track. It's yeah. fine. It's the most vanilla on there for me. Love responsibility. I gave that a five. It's really simple. It's fun, and it proved that three chords in a song can go a long way. That's all you need sometimes. Uh, two whole years. A five. That is the the only time I like hearing bass with a pick is in these kind of punk songs. Yeah, because you kind of have to. It's hard, yeah, it's hard it, to play that quick. It fits it. You can't. Yeah. You need that tinny sound on a bass yeah, bass line in a punk band. Uh, Prove it to the world was a five. Another fun and simple jam. It's the best drumming on the album to that point. Uh, loved educated guest. That was a five. Uh, loved the pace, the sound, and the timing. Answering the question was a five. Next biz, big thing was a four. Fun and upbeat. You could tell by that song how much early good Charlotte was inspired by. Them. That sounds like a fucking early good Charlotte yeah, song. It does. Um, Foolish was my favorite song on the track up to the on the album up to this point. Um, loved Foolish. My favorite song on it on the album though is One Step Closer to Life. Um, it's even better than Foolish. It, it sounds like a, like an early like '60s to '70s rock song in some ways. Yeah. It reminds me of um, the Misfits Saturday Night. That's kind of what the sound yeah. of, to it is like. I love the use of the palm muting on the guitar chords. Really cool sound. Unset is four. Very fun. Here with me. Short and sweet. It's a fun jam. I would love to actually play that one. That's a really good song to jam out to. Without You is the first real emo lyrics on the album. Loved it. Loved the music to it. Um, it's undeniable. I was a little conflicted on. I love the music, but it was the most heavy-handed with the Christian rock element, but it's still a damn good song. Yeah. I, That's 
that's the one that is the most obvious when it comes when you realize that they're a Christian rock band. Um, And misplaced memories was a five. Great way to end it. Love the timing that was like swing. It was like swing rock to it. Yeah, definitely. That was really cool. Great bass line on it. A double time swing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a really really fun album. I you know I was listening to it. I'm just thinking like, where are these kind of punk bands now? They don't exist. Like they don't really exist. There's elements of it. Like you heard when Good Charlotte or Good Charlotte Taking Back Sunday did Tidal Wave. That had that sound. That was a little old school. And they could. I would love if they did a whole album with that kind of sound because they can clearly pull it off. Well, Tidal Wave was it was a solid mix of everything. It's just that there's not a place for that. What that's what sucks. There's not a place for it anymore. I know, which is a shame because those are some of the most fun shows you can go to are punk shows. Well, like, and this is what I was telling you when I was giving you a lot of hardcore bands is that the the punk scene has morphed into the hardcore scene. It's essentially the same thing. Which because if you listen to a lot of hardcore music, they have that same that that same quick double time. Yes, correct. And it's you don't see it. uh, You'll see it more in pop punk, but it's like one out of every six songs will have that. Correct. And it's just not. It's not a model. And what's crazy is the, the punk scene, especially the underground punk scene, has definitely turned into that hardcore scene because when you think about those bands like the Casualties and shit, they were so heavy at the same time. There was yeah. a real scream to it. Like the Casualties, um, the Descendants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is more like the fun, upbeat punk that is a little more uplifting while the Casualties kind of stuff was like anarchy and war right. and fight. Sure. And this whole sound has been lost and it just brought me back to such like a a fun time, like when I was first really starting to play music, yeah. and this and Green Day was easy as shit to learn. Um, listen to the Rancid and shit like oh, that. Yeah, um, just a really fun album. I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. I like that a lot. That's pretty. All right. Cool. So can I explain why Dan's dumb? Yes. All right. So I get to all three of us. Can I explain why Dan's dumb? Sure, please. So last week when I wasn't here, Dan gave us this movie, this new David Fincher movie that was that supposedly was coming out last Friday called Mank. Supposedly, keyword. and you know, starring Gary Oldman. It's about the how the guy gets. The the right to make the movie Citizen Kane, yada, yada, yada. The screenplay, yeah. Right, the screenplay, whatever. And I get a text uh, Friday night, and I just the text just reads, Dan's dumb. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. This is we not, know this. This is not new. What, yeah. What's going on? He goes, uh, Mank doesn't come out until December 4th. Yeah. So, and then earlier in the week, you had sent, we were talking about something, and you had sent me a, a trailer for this really god awful movie, which starring Nicolas Cage called uh, Jiu Jitsu. Yes, and I, I saw the trailer, and it was getting promoted on like the MMA websites. Yeah. I guess just because it's called Jiu Jitsu. And the premise of this movie, Josh, is Nicolas Cage and a group of uh, like mercenaries yeah. use martial arts to fight an alien. And guess what? Here's the best part. There's not. There's maybe one instance where they actually use jujitsu. I actually timed it. it was 43 minutes in is when the first uh, jujitsu comes in. It's yes. an omoplata that yes. he applied at the wrong time. Yeah, it wasn't. That right. wasn't an applicable place to put an omoplata, and I was thrilled by it. So I said, "We're watching this, and we're going to talk about it." So when he sent me, right, he told me he was he's like watching like movies. Like I got to watch something different. And he goes, "Watch this movie uh, Jujitsu with Nicolas Cage." I go, "What the fuck?" And he sends me the thing. I watched the trailer. I text him back immediately. I go, "I need to see this." Movie. <laughs> yeah, the trailer. I was like, "This could be everything." Now Taylor, I'm going to ask you one question: Is this movie anything? It's worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I. It's a blend of Mortal Kombat Annihilation and Predator. It tries to be Mortal Kombat, 
really, really badly. Those are two very different things. Well, I know, but okay, so it's got the fight scenes like Mortal Kombat, like the Kung Fu and shit, and you have the, the crazy alien element, which is clearly And it has, has the uh, invisible camo that it uses. I, I'm telling you, Josh, if you ever see this movie, which why the fuck would you? But if you ever see this movie, it, that's 1,000%. I didn't even think about Predator. It's, but yeah, it's, it's Mortal Predator. Kombat. It's Predator, hiding in yeah. the trees, and you can see it's like camo, like almost like reflective kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't 1983. Yeah. And this is the whole... Pre so I got to... I love bad movies. I will I, I will too. eat up a fucking bad movie. I love The Fanatic. It was horrific, but it was fun. I had to watch this movie in increments because it was so painful. The, after about... When Nicolas Cage came in, I was badly entertained. Yeah, I was he, into it. He hams it up so fucking well, yeah. and he has just natural charisma. The whole premise of this movie, it, it starts out, this guy's running through the jungle. He's getting things thrown at him with horrible CGI. Oh, he falls worst. into the water. He cracks his head, wakes up. He has amnesia, doesn't know who he is, why he's here, but he's got he's being interrogated by the military, a woman that's way too hot to be in the military. Breaks out of it. He's this incredible martial artist. He's a horrific actor. Garbage. I was looking up his IMDb. He's a stuntman. Well, like he does why. stunts. I think I think I found four instances of him acting besides stunts. So uh, so now that you say that, the only redeeming part of this movie are the stunts. Some of the stunts are very well choreographed. It's, it, there are some things that are redeemable. There's some but good, it's very few and far between. There's some good classic. Uh, and there's an element where I'm convinced the director was trying to be a little meta with it because it was almost like they were winking at you. Yes. And some of the fight they got very good. Stunt actors to do the fight scenes, but then it randomly went into a first person view. Like yeah, it was hardcore like Henry. Hardcore Henry stunk. Um, it was fucking. I was like, what is this? Meets Nick. So he doesn't know who he is. He runs into all his old friends. Then the they of course have to have the token black guy in it that just yells ridiculous shit because annoying. because that trope hasn't been done a thousand times over. Annoying. Doesn't know why he's here. Why this is happening? Oh, I'm the translator. Oh yeah, yeah right. Arya. And then uh, he you know he finds out that he's the chosen one. So the whole premise. Josh is that there's this comet that flies over Earth every six years. Six years. And when it happens, it opens up this portal that this alien comes through and he has to fight the chosen one. He just wants to fight the chosen one. And if the chosen one doesn't fight, he just kills everything. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he just kills everything. Shao, it, and, like he's Shao Kahn. And the alien isn't even like creative looking. It looks like that thing that Thor fights in the town in the original, the first Thor movie. Yeah, right. but it's a normal person size. It's like the shittiest Power Ranger you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was just... Uh, everything about this movie was wrong. Nicolas Cage, I loved. He cracked me up. There were, like, in the middle once of him... He, once he puts the headband on, he has this, like, wicked awesome red, red headband. And then, like, that just pulls the whole look together. Where, like, he looks like... He looks like... What An the, asshole. No, what the what the <laughs> fuck's his name? He looks like William Defoe in uh, Platoon. Yes. He looks like... Well, William, but, what, like, William what, Defoe is cool. Willem. Okay, a, a Willem I am. What? No, its no, name it's is Willem. His name is Willem. I like William better. <laughs> I don't think he does. I don't give a shit. Okay, it's like when Dan used to call Rafe Finds Ralph finesse. Finesse. I like finesse. That's blatantly but, wrong. Like, but like mine was William. His names got wrong. Well, well, let's let's be fair. Ralph finesse. Well, let's be That's fair a, here. Let's be fair here. It is spelled Ralph. Yeah. It and is. finesse is how it looks. Yeah. He's saying Willem. A common name is William. He just got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fine, but it wasn't blatantly wrong like you. It, it is blatantly wrong. You said William, and you like it better. I was just wrong. Yeah, because Willem. What the fuck does that mean? It's his name, dude. 
It's a fucking stupid name. <laughs> Wait, I need to talk about when he first met Nicolas Cage in this dog shit movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to bring this up. So he meets no, no, Nicolas no, no. Cage. His name is, I think the guy's name is Jake, the yes. character. Yeah, Jake and Sully. Jake, and he's, a, again, horrible actor. And Nicolas Cage is like, you found me. And they're fighting. Yeah, and they're in the exactly middle, like and, that. Yeah, you found me. He's like, you're the chosen one. We fight the alien with ju- the ancient jujitsu. You're the chosen one. Look at my newspaper hat. He puts on a fucking newspaper hat in the middle of fighting. And they go from like kung fu to just literally they were doing hand fighting going it was like they were, they were trying to be Jackie Chan. I, I, I literally couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, as bad as this movie it was, I thought it was going to be, it, was, it was a thousand times worse. I think the only movie I've seen this year that was that's legit worse than this, and always why it's worse is because they, they build it as like this big blockbuster, was Midway. The only movie that's worse than Jiu-Jitsu. Was I think Midway. Midway was technically 2019, so I think it's, I think, um, it's it, this one wins right now. Well, I'll tell you what, man. <coughs> At least this was, this first of all, for a movie this bad for being out, 45 minutes. Thankfully, it did fly by because I forget most of it. Yeah. It's just very forgettable. The first, until Nicolas Cage came on, I was like, this has to be almost over. Yeah, right. I was like, wait, Nicolas Cage isn't even in it. It yet. was legit awful. There's At least no, Midway was two and a half hours of garbage. There's no real, like, storyline either. Like, literally, the, the storyline, I would say. 50 minutes of the movie are fighting. Yeah. Like, just fight scenes with terrible dialogue, with terrible music, terrible camera angles, and um, horrible, horrible CGI. Dude, the continuity is awful. Like, and, and why are the comic book cutscenes in it? I don't understand the comic book cutscenes. There was nothing There was nothing, nothing redeeming about that. There was one part that made me laugh. I had to rewind it a couple times, and it was one of the fight scenes, and where the alien, like, first shows up, and he's, like, he's kicking all, like, the regular dude's ass. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they don't have names or whatever. So he's kicking all these dude's asses, and he stabs this one guy. Right, he's dead. Yeah, and he hits the ground. The camera pans up and he fights someone else. And as the camera goes to a wide shot, the guy's gone. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't even editing because apparently it was done as a, I looked it up. It was done as a singular shot, kind of like 1917, <sighs> that particular sequence. So that guy falls and he rolls off camera. So he was like, "Oh, let me get out of the way while I'm dying." Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I like like the like the little things. I want to be know, able to get right in a movie like this. I, I, you know what I'm, I'm so, saying? I find Nicolas Cage so fascinating that for every like I said. He makes like 10 movies a year And two of them end up being pretty good Yeah, And that's why I'm so interested The one that he's doing where he's pretty much playing himself Okay, I'm fascinated by that idea Adaptation like, 2? Well no, it's it's supposed to be about I think he's literally playing Nicolas Cage But it's supposed to be like kind of about how he kind of turned into this joke An Oscar winner Going to be this fucking joke that makes terrible movies What do you win an Oscar for again? Leaving Las Vegas, he's oh, fucking shit. fantastic yeah. in Leaving Las Raising Arizona, he's fantastic And he can ham it up in really bad action movies And really bad dramas, but then he makes movies like The Weatherman and The Family Man and um, a terrible remake of Bad Lieutenant. Please, Nicholas Cage. Why would you remake that movie? No reason to. Um, I, 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 this movie for me on a scale of one to five is an ironic five and a real ha- half star. Like I, I can't get anything less than a one. Yeah, I terrible, can't. terrible. Garbage. All right, Taylor. Um, I was racking my brain a little bit because next week we're gonna actually do fucking Mank when it comes out. Uh-huh. Um, but I was racking my brain a little bit, and a couple weeks ago, I really, I, I wanted to give you that fucking insane horror movie I talked about last week, but you just went through Halloween. I might hold off as great as it was. Yeah, I'm good. On I, 
I think I'm going to give you a little break on that. I appreciate um, that. We'll save that for like a random day when you piss me off. Like, all right, here's horror, like I've done to you a few what, times. What do, I, what do I do to piss you off? You, you suck. Um, okay. So um, a couple weeks ago, I gave you the option between um, <laughs> A Prayer Before Dawn and a black comedy. Uh-huh. Um, so black comedy, it's called Ingrid Goes West. Um, I heard about it. It stars Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen, um, and Ice Cube's son, whose name um, O'Shea, O'Shea Jackson. Jackson yeah, yeah. Um, so this movie is um, like a, a black comedy version of Taxi Driver. Okay. Um, Aubrey Plaza plays Ingrid, who is this like, kind of like a loser, a loner, doesn't really have anyone. She's got emotional issues. And she becomes obsessed with this girl that's like a social media influencer, um, who's played by Elizabeth Olsen, who okay. smoke show, great actress, Scarlet, oh, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Scarlet Witch, yeah. yeah. So Ingrid decides to move out west so she can meet this woman and become her friend because she thinks it's going to help change her fortune. It's a very much a taxi driver kind of scenario where he thinks that if he does all these things, like killing the fucking presidential nominee, right. he'll get the girl that he's in love with. Um, and then it goes that taxi driver route where crazy shit starts happening. I had zero interest in seeing this movie because I'm not the biggest Aubrey Plaza fan. I actually think she can be pretty talented, but her quirkiness, I think, can be off-putting at times because it's kind of her gimmick. Oh, dude, Aubrey Plaza is so fucking funny in Parks and Recreation. She's a very funny person. In this, she played it very, uh, very, very well. I was shocked at how much I like this movie. It has a lot of heart. Um, it, it, it takes some really interesting directions that you end up hating. It's, like I said, it's very much, you could tell it's inspired by Taxi Driver. Um, I, I saw it once. I liked it. I watched it again. I liked it more. I'll be excited to watch it again this week. Uh, so my pick for this week is Ingrid Goes West. All right, nice. I'm uh, kind of excited to watch that. I'm a big Aubrey Plaza fan. Um, cool. So my pick this week is going to be very different than normal because uh, I really don't listen to any like real indie bands, to okay. be honest with you. But something kind of struck a chord with me with this one. So the, the name of the band is called Foxing. And uh, the name of the album is called The Albatross. The Albatross. It's, it's a very weird album. It's kind of hard to describe. So... The best way I could describe it to you guys is that it really is like more of like an indie band. It's much softer than we're normal that, that we, like what we normally listen to. Okay, but I don't, I don't know what I it don't is. mind that. I, I don't I don't understand what why this resonates with me or why I, I'm drawn to it so much. But I, I really just enjoy the sound uh, of the record. I love the way um, you know th- th- it was constructed, the way the lyrics are written. I just like everything about it. it it's it's really just hard to describe because okay, it's so indie ma- rock can be very hard to describe. It's so many different things, yet it's the same thing What's at the called? same time. Uh, Foxing the Albatross. The name of the band is Foxing. Uh, came out in 2014. Okay. So, yeah, that's right. my pick this week. I, cool. I, I wish I could elaborate. No, more, that's, I that's better. I, sometimes I I'm going know. in. I'm going in dry. So I'm like, I just don't. I'm going to listen to it too because I love indie rock. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited for it. All right, Taylor, what'd you watch this week? My, I know. I know my, you watched on Friday my, night. My new favorite. Uh, com- uh, my new favorite documentary series of all time is the on Showtime, the Comedy Store. Yeah, um, I watched all five episodes of that. Uh, I think twice now, all the way through. Yeah, I think it's, I'm gonna binge that this week. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, kind of. It, it, again, it's about the Comedy Store in L.A. You know, everybody knows about that. And then, uh, and any anybody who's anybody that was a stand-up comedian went through that place. So yeah. you know, uh, Richard Pryor, Jim Carrey, Sam Kennison. There were two places you went. It was the Cellar and the Comedy Store. Yeah, New York and L.A. for yeah. sure. Um, but at this, the part that I liked the most was, uh, you know, ironically because Rogan is such a massive influence, you know, in pop culture today. Sure. They do a whole segment on, you know, Rogan getting banned from the Comedy Store and his ship. Yeah, the Carlos Mencia. The Carlos Mencia stuff. Which Ned, I, Ned, Ned, Ned Holness. Yeah, Holness. half German, half half Honduran. Yeah, not even Mexican. That show was never funny. 
Uh, Mind MNC was never funny. It was funny when I didn't have a real sense of humor when I was younger, and then when I got older, I was like, yeah, the, Chappelle's the, show's better. The only thing anyone even remembers from it is, duh, 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 which got annoying. He tried so hard to be Chappelle's show without the nuance, without the intelligence. Well, th- that's, that's, also, that's also Comedy Central's fault. Because, yeah, they allowed I mean, it. Well, I mean, also because Dave Chappelle took off, so they were... They, were, they uh, needed something, and it did really well, so you they can't were fault very, them. They were very desperate for another sketch comedy. Yeah, the same they thing, needed one, so. but... So I watched the Comedy Store stuff. Um, I started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine again because you're watching it. Yes. Um, and I'm about halfway through You watched Lord of the Rings. Season three. I did watch Lord of the Rings. Gave myself severe anxiety. Yeah. Playing Bloodborne while watching Helm's Deep. One does not simply go Helm's Deep. No. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I... I was. I started. I got halfway through the first Back to the Future movie before I fell asleep. Okay, that's a good decision. Josh, what'd you watch? Um, I watched National Treasure. That movie that's a great call. Great good. decision. You can't so go wrong good. with that, dude. I, like listening to you guys uh, talk about Nick Cage before. Like it's just so funny. Like his fucking. All over the placeness. Yeah, well, he can have a movie where, and this isn't just talking about his bad movies. He can have a movie where, in one scene you're like, "Damn, he's good," and the next scene you're like, "What the fuck is he doing?" That is National Treasure. Yeah, it's like the the part where they're in the fucking uh, National Library and they're looking at the Declaration of Independence, and he does that thing that he does sometimes where he talks low, kind of half whispers, half growls. The founding fathers. Yeah, you know, he's like, and then, yeah, that's what he does. And then Doug from fucking uh, from Hangover. from the Hangover stand there, like, "Oh, where are you going?" I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, that's literally that's Nick Cage, and then he need, he needs like a director that does not let him take a scene off, yeah. and like ho- and make sure like the writing isn't leave any room to be terrible. Dude, I loved that movie. Nick, the first the first one's great. The second one's passable. It's not no, great, the but it's passable. One garbage when he's like he's fucking around in Buckingham Palace and he's just like <laughs> making a scene, popping to the point for a bit of whiskey. The like, first, just the, so the biggest ridiculous. mistake the first one makes is Sean Bean doesn't die. That needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, no. No, I'm happy you didn't No, die. he needs to die in everything. That's what like, I expect. Even though that's his MO, I get it. But like, Do you no. know why it is most of the time that he gets killed? No. Because he hates flying, so it's easier oh. for him to like get around like short shoots. All right, I know I have to go back. He He's like petrified of flying. Dude, so. that, that's one of my favorite stories from like the Lord of the Rings <laughs> set from the first movie. Mm-hmm. They when, uh, The scene where they're in the snow, right, and Frodo falls and Bormir picks up the ring in the first movie. Yeah. They all flew to that location in the, in, on a mountain in New Zealand, and as they're taking the helicopter up, they see this little dot climbing up the cliff. And it's Sean Bean. He refuses to take to fly anywhere. Hi, landlord. Hey. But he, he refuses to fly anywhere. So yeah. That's what Peter Jackson said. He's like, we're flying to this very remote location, and you see this. You see Boromir like scaling the side of a cliff, and it's Sean Bean because he refuses to fly. Yeah. Refuses um, to fly. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think what I watched. I've been wa- landlord's watching Community, so I'm picking up on episodes with her. Still watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Where are you at with Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, I am. What's the episode I just watched? I'm still in season. To really, so are you taking your time with it? Well, I mean, I it's, only it's started like, two weeks ago. Well, it's also like twenty episodes, twenty-two season. episode seasons. I'm about halfway. What the fuck episode did I just watch? I love the vasectomy storyline with Terry Crews. That oh, was really great. funny. Um, uh, I, okay, they just. Uh, the, I think the episode I just recently watched was when they go to the the beach house and they bring the the sergeant with them when they bring oh, yeah, their yeah, boss yeah, yeah. and uh, they get in. The, that was one of the most recent ones I watched. Get so. in the hot tub and it's like we. I can't hear anybody talk, so they shut the bubbles off. Yeah, I, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, I Josh, watched, you would like that show, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You got yeah. you just stopped on Community. You watched like three episodes and you stopped. 
Well, no, I didn't stop because I didn't like it. I stopped because I found out that How I Met Your Mother was on Hulu. Fair enough. All right. All right. I, I can't fault you. I, I can, fair, I'll never fair. fault you. I've been you. dying to rewatch it for years now. Like, I said when the finale happened and I hated it, I said... Um, what did I just say on Saturday? Sunday? What did I just fucking say? That he hates the finale? Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I said universally, everyone loves the show, cannot stand the fucking ending. Yeah. Uh, so when I hated the finale, I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to wait like three, four years and then I'm going to watch it again. I'll still hate the finale and I know I'll hate the finale. Yeah. But like, I just love the series so much that the finale ruined it for me. Yep. And now I'm remembering why I loved it so much. And I think I might just not watch the finale. Yeah, I might as well. It would be better that way. Well, and the biggest thing, and I, like I said, I got very inebriated on Sunday and I scream yelled why I hated it so much. And I felt like, because it's seven seasons of It's Not Robin, It's Not Robin. And the last episode, yeah, it's fucking Robin. He asked his kids permission to go out with fucking Aunt Robin. Then you find out it's Robin with the blue French horn. Fuck you. And Bob looks at me and goes, Okay. <laughs> yeah, Bob didn't care. Um, I watched. Uh, I didn't watch any of Survivor series, but I watched the Undertaker send off. I had to watch that part. Vince McMahon looks like a fucking wax statue that's melted. Yeah. Um, it was a nice send off. It sucks that it wasn't in front of a crowd. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? He looked like he, should, he belonged in Madame Tussauds. Yeah, it looked like a bad Madame Tussauds statue. It was fucking horrible. But they brought out all these legends and the Godwins, and um, I was like, all right, that's interesting because Midian was one of the Godwins, so you had to put him in there, I guess. I did see. I did see a still shot on. Twitter or the hologram of Paul Bear. That was fucking cool. That I dug that. Cool, yeah. Um, I was happy people weren't bitching about that. That oh, they used his likeness. I'm like his likeness was a fucking Paul Bearer. Like he. And what's funny is he in real life he was a Paul Bearer at one point. Um, so I, the I've next, been a Paul Bearer. No, oh, he was sorry. No, he, he was means, a funeral home yeah. director. Oh, like, he, oh, he was a he was a funeral home director. I was about to say because like it's not a Paul Bearer is not like an occupation. Yeah. No, he that'd it's be something. Imagine volunteer that. For. Imagine that's your occupation. That's awful. So one of the professional fucking casket carrier. I'd be like one of those fucking dancing guys. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, the map of uh, Pornhub on election night. Um, so they posted what, um, just put it down, what uh, all the state's top searches were during election night. Okay. Um, so hold on, I got to find it because I was fucking dying at some of these fucking results. I thought I fucking saved it, but apparently, uh, I hold on, let me Google this quick. This was like we were talking about this, each state's most popular fucking food chain, mm -hmm. and they, that pissed me off. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, New Jersey's number one food chain is, um, uh, by the way, uh, Olive Garden. And New York's is Sabaro. Oh, I heard that last week. That's fucking awful. That's disgusting. Get, no one get wants Get a real that. New York slice? <laughs> yeah, correct. A real New York slice. Hold on. Talk about there, something while I find this. No, so I... Um, Wait, hold on. There's something weird going on. What? I don't know. We started talking about election night, and then we got getting some fucking crazy interference. That's interesting. This is Paul They're listening? again. Um, Ratings have completely <laughs> collapsed. Who was that talking? This is Randy Quaid. Dude, he, Yo, he sounds awful. Why is the president retweeting Randy Quaid? All right. But they forgot the way. What the fuck? I hate this. They forgot what made them successful. Ugh. In a couple weeks, everyone's going to be saying shitters fall. They forgot the golden goose. He's talking about Fox News, by the yep. way. Yep. Yeah. Yo, can, all right. Turn, I can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. All right. I got this. All right. That's fucking awful, dude. All right. So here, I'm gonna go with some of these states. Uh, some of them are normal. Wisconsin or Washington, double penetration. People like it. Idaho, orgy. Montana, anal cream pie. All right. Oh, wow. North Dakota, pumpkin. Oh, okay. South Dakota, wrestling. Arizona, Navajo. <laughs> all right. Kentucky, 
Among Us. <laughs> they wanted Among Us Among porn. Us? The game Among Us. Among Us porn. That's a thing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Oregon Succubus. Connecticut Wedgie. <laughs> that's that's just funny. Uh, Maryland Backshots. Wyoming. <laughs> Wyoming Pregnant. This is a good one. Colorado. Tushy. Tushy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the bidet? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Iowa, yoga pants. Alaska, No Nut November. Kansas. Alaska's, Alaska's favorite porn search was No, no Nut November. November. <laughs> what? Kansas is chubby. O- Oklahoma, cheerleader, common one. Michigan, face sitting. Utah, big surprise here, Mormon. Um, okay. Nebraska, wife swap. Um, Delaware's was election, so they were looking up like some Melania Trump porn, probably. Uh, New Mexico, Fortnite. Maine, daddy. <laughs> California, swag. Ugh. I like this one. Pennsylvania, fat ass. Oh my God, dude. California's even better. <laughs> Louisiana's is Popeyes. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> California's even bad at searching porn. Yeah. God damn. South Carolina, grandma. Oh. Um, Virginia, sloppy blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indiana, goth. Uh, Rhode Island, pegging. Um, Alabama, big booty. <laughs> Minnesota, POV, common. North Carolina, dildo. Uh, New York foot job. That's fucking weird. Where where was that? New York. Of course it was. Uh, Vermont threesome. This is a weird one. Missouri accidental cream pie. <laughs> that is a weird one. New Jersey femdom. What? Yeah, femdom. Uh, Arkansas furry. That's furry porn. Yeah, yeah. At least we know what that is. Uh, Tennessee granny. Nevada's is Vegas. Georgia is tickling. (laughs) Wait, this is a good one. Florida. Take a guess what you think Florida's is. I don't fucking know. Wait, uh, Florida? Is it gator porn? Nope. Trump. Is it? Texas is sex mex. Wait, hold on. Texas is what? Sex Sex mex. So like sexy Mexican? I guess so. Um, New Hampshire is Tinder. Ohio is Cougar. Massachusetts, I like them. College. Um, Illinois, Thought. Wisconsin, bondage, and this may be my favorite. Mississippi's is prawn. <laughs> like the, the, the troll spelling of porn, prawn. Oh so people were looking up some weird shit on election night. Whatever you got to do to get you through it, I guess. But I if guess, you were taking dude. part in No Nut November, God bless you, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, God bless me. Um, Put the I, cigarette on upside down, stupid. Did you? No, you did. <laughs> um, I did see in New York uh, a party got shut down for uh, the social distance violations. Of course. And the article I read, they had to specifically mention that um, they weren't social distancing. It was a sex party that they had to break up. So what, what do you think they're doing? Do you think you had to mention they were not social distancing at a sex party unless it was a nudie booth? <laughs> like they're behind fucking two fucking, uh, a thing of glass? It's like a weird fucking piece. Um, so, Josh, last week we talked about um, the controversy with Mandalorian, with Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Yes, we did. So, Mandalorian is in, make, is being controversial again, guys. We're, th- this is what happens when you become so popular and successful that people need to make an article about what offends them. Okay. And one of these was on CNN. And it was about how um, if Mandalorian's way is, you know, um, defending and peace and whatever and, you know, justice, why is he going to other planets and killing aliens? Uh, hmm, wait, They're basically on. saying it's implying like how um, the first settlers came over here and killed the Native Americans. It's a fucking science fiction. It's called Star show. Wars. It's called Star Wars, jerk off. 
This is what they're offended by? This woman wrote a fucking full article on CNN about why is he going to other planets and killing exotic fucking aliens? You know, like, do people, they're trying to kill him and Yoda. Like, do people know like Trump is technically still the president? So, like, write about him. Yeah. Wait, like, 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 oh, wait, please, wait, no, wait, write about him less. No, right? no, please write about him because then you don't have to waste your time writing about stuff that, <sighs> that, that there is zero correlation between because it's clear it's a made-up fucking show. It's made up. Uh, the other, and, if you, and, <sighs> and you're looking for something that's not there. You're shooting fish in a fucking barrel. You're a stupid fucking no-name that doesn't give a shit about nothing but your fucking clickbait bullshit. Please, do me a favor. Just throw some dirt on yourself and take a nap for a very long time. The other thing Shut I wrote here up. in regards to Mandalorian being controversial, another article was written. I just wrote boobs. Yeah. Um, because like boobs? women were offended by Bo-Katan's um, armor and Sasha Banks having boobs on it because they're women. Well, do you know they actually do have boobs, right? Oh, did their armor have boobs? I didn't even really yeah, notice. Yeah, I, I didn't notice either, and I almost always look at titties, but they were wearing armor, so I didn't look that way. Unless they have bat nipples on it, I don't give a shit. Should have put the nipples on the armor, then I would have noticed. But yeah. this is something that we're talking about, that it's fucking, uh, it, not us, well, we are now, but people are upset by, okay. that on a woman, they made body-appropriate armor. Because what if it was just fucking flat chest? This is what they used to make women do back in like the old um, uh, old England. They had to wear those things that flatten them chests out. They give that to um, women that are transitioning to men yeah. to flatten out their fucking boobs. And that's what we wanted. That like That's what you're noticing from one of the best shows on TV right now just in trying, The Mandalorian. Just, we're just trying to silence people we don't agree with, and it's fucking dumb. Well, it's clickbait stuff. It's stuff that we have to be offended because this show is popular, and we'll get trending by talking about it. Dude, that's why I don't even pay attention to any oh, of this shit. Just half the time when these articles come out, I don't find out about it unless you bring it up. Because well, someone's like, got to get content for the show. Okay, give me content right now. Uh, let's see, uh, boycott Chappelle show on Netflix. Yeah, actually, we should absolutely. It's absolutely not on Netflix do. anymore, anyway. But they took it down. They, they when you said it to me, it had already been taken down. I didn't even realize that. I, yeah, I saw I saw the thread. Well, no, the that before. No, that was you didn't watch the video Dave posted. No, That's how it started. Well, I, I saw it an hour before. I, again, an hour before I sent it to you about the Chappelle. Well, show no, the, the, it all started because Dave posted a video on his Instagram from one of his sets last night. I know this. That's what I'm saying. That's the video I saw. No, it was on but you didn't see it because he said on that that Netflix took it down. Well, then I didn't see that. All I saw was, listen, boycott Chappelle show. Don't watch it until these people pay me. That's the one. Well, I he saw. didn't say he 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 wanted. Um, he talked about like because it's still on HBO Max. Um, but he said that you know I love working for Netflix. They're great to me. When I told them because it started up when he was on SNL and talked about how suddenly it ended up on Netflix and HBO Max, and. Um, he, he said, you know, I didn't get paid for any of this. And with any TV show that you're an actor on, like one of the build actors, you're a producer or writer or whatever, you get royalties. Fucking uh, Michael Richards and fucking uh, Jason Alexander are laughing to the bank for the rest of their life for Jer uh, for Seinfeld residuals. Kevin James is going to make King of Queens residuals. Right. I know this. So he wasn't getting any royalties from this. He only gets them when they play in Comedy Central. So he said, you know, don't don't watch it. And that's when, when he, he said on there, I told Netflix and they, and they took it down. So... They did the right thing. Now, Josh brought up a point. So, Josh is here being the um, the, the asshole, um, the capitalist. Yes. De devil's he, advocate. He signed a contract. Yep. But those contracts are fucking bullshit half the time. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, and you brought up a point after I said what I said about, you know, look at Michael Jackson, look at all these other people. It's a historical thing, you know? So, you should be going into contract negotiations with a mindfulness of things that have happened in the past. No, uh, well, you're, well, you're I, right. I definitely agree with you. You have to look at the time in which the, the contract was signed and the time in which... And, and, and the position, not, and the position he was in. For nothing, let's, and listen, I am an advocate for mental health. I always have yeah. been. I always will be. 
He walked out on that contract. No, sure. he thousand percent did. But, no, no, listen, you're a thousand percent right on a lot of different things. What, I, what, what all, I'm not. No, I'm not arguing against the point that it's right. not fair that he does not get paid. No, you're bringing but up the him and his team have a hand, have a have a huge role to play in the reason why it's unfair to him. No, so, I definitely agree with you. But uh, all I'm saying is, is that like this is not a new narrative. You could even go back in the '70s, specifically with music and even the struggle that's happening now with the Spotify streams and the way these people are getting paid. You know what I mean? At, at a significantly less rate. This is a problem that's been happening in entertainment forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the biggest one that you said was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift well, just no, paid $300 million for her master recording. No, she wasn't paid. They just sold no, them. Well, that, I'm saying is she paid $300 million or however That's not what happened. Scooter Braun just sold her master recordings to someone else for $300 million. She's recording all her first four albums again because she doesn't get any money from them. Right. She doesn't own any of the rights. Now, this is the problem. You're right. He signed a contract. But Kanye is doing a great thing right now by posting his contracts. You don't sign one contract with these things. Mm-hmm. It's seven of them. It's six of them. And you got to look at it. When Dave Chappelle signed that, he wasn't the Dave Chappelle we know now. Right. He was the guy in Half Baked. He was the guy in Con Air. In Con Air. He wasn't this like major player. He was a, a successful comedian, but he wasn't Chris Rock. Well, that's he what... wasn't Dave Chappelle. So he's offered this fucking contract by Comedy Central or whoever it was. Technically, I don't Com- think Comedy Central Viacom. owned Viacom. Yeah. Biggest cocks. Viacom is awful historically. Mm-hmm. Literally, at um, um, Bellator, they weren't. Re- Bellator was with Viacom, and Viacom wasn't releasing fighters from their contracts, even though they were technically contracted to Bellator because Viacom had the TV deal. This is what they do to people. And if you go back even further, you said the '70s. Look at fucking Chuck Berry. He died broke and alone, yeah. and he didn't get any of the money to his fucking music. The Godfather of rock and roll. And this, and they unfortunately, and this is not me being a social justice warrior, have always done this to African-American entertainers because they were in positions like, you think you're Dave Chappelle, you're a pretty successful comedian. I don't even think he was breaking a mill a year at that point. No, when you well. think about what the comedy scene was like, right. you know, he had one huge special and Killing Them Softly. Half-Baked was a cult film. It didn't make a lot of money. Um, you know, comedy Central wants to offer you a show and you sign it. And even though he walked away from that second contract... That was after he had already done the first two seasons. You know what I mean? Like, it was done. That that huge contract wasn't until the third season came on. I was just watching the lost episodes. And they do that skit where it comes out of how much money he was making. And his barber was like, he's like, oh, how much is it? He's like, $11,000. And then he pulls a gun on him. Like, so it's just crazy to me that your name is on the show. You wrote most of the skits with Neil Brennan. Right, you produced it. You brought in all these players and Charlie Murphy. Bill Burr was on the show, and you're not making the money off it being on Netflix. Fuck that. And got and props to Netflix for actually listening to this dude. And they're only doing it because he's making them tons of money and tons of subscriptions. But it's just insane that they can. Lord knows. I mean, I was just watching it. If I if he had talked about this earlier, I wouldn't have fucking watched it on Netflix. I own the fucking seasons multiple ways. And I've seen the show a hundred times, but... Let's pirate it. I, I've done that, too. I, I've pirated it. I, I, ha, I have that. I have physical copies of it. If Dave's not getting money, nobody's getting money. Yeah, exactly. Everyone pirate it. But, Facts. you know, I, it's amazing that he is this influential. I, it, it makes me so happy to see that he is this influential, that he can have that kind of impact. But... You're seeing Kanye go after it right now. It's horrific what that Scooter Braun cocksucker's doing to Taylor Swift. Not that she's hurting for money or anything. No, but not really, but still. But it's her music, and she doesn't own the rights to it? It's practically fucking stealing. Yeah, she can't play those songs on television. Like, she can't play Shake It Off on television. She can't play her first song if she's on, like, a, the Grammys or whatever. Yeah. She's not allowed to play them. 
Well, that, I mean, that was the same thing with Creedence Clearwater Revival for the longest yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. John, John Fogarty couldn't play Fortunate Son, couldn't play Looking Out My Back Door, couldn't play any of this stuff because the uh, record label owned all of his music. And then he wrote a song that was similar to his song Run Through the Jungle. Similar, but not the same. He got sued for copying himself, and the, when he testified in court, he brought a guitar, and he said, no, it's different, and he played the two different riffs, and he won. Yeah. Like, it, it's not, again, what, my whole point is it's not a new narrative. It's the big corporations, it's the big record labels screwing over the real talent. The people with no talent right. that it's, are it's, just lawyers. It's fucking executives that sit there and they and they throw and they throw fucking misleading words and phrases yeah. in contracts and they and listen and I hate to say it like this but they take especially now with the mumble rap scene they take a lot of kids from impoverished neighborhoods they offer them a with, big with, contract with crazy one hit wonders and they're going to sell at these massive venues they're going to make all this fucking money and yet when the when these when these they 17 get a, they 18 get a, year old kids when they become 24 25 26 and they actually have an understanding of what the fuck's actually happening to them there's going to be massive lawsuits everywhere yeah you're going to see the down uh, to me, what I think is going to be the downfall of ultimately Spotify, because there's going to be there's going to be a backbreaking lawsuit that's going to come from it's not, not take, just one artist. It's going to be a Metallica type lawsuit. It's, it's got to take a major to Spotify specifically. It's got to take a major like figurehead in the music community, like a Taylor Swift kind of person, the person that has that clout and that An a Beyonce kind of person that they can come forward and be like, yeah, we'll we'll head this. But another person it happened to was Prince. He yeah. didn't own like any of his fucking Prince, like any of his fucking music so props to dave um hashtag boycott repel show we're, we're in support of it um but still pirate it download it illegally um or until just, dave gets paid or or just be an adult and fucking buy it for 30 bucks on fucking apple you yeah. know i can't you could do that too. i love i love prince he's a genius was a genius mm -hmm. he's dead um, no he still is very genius. um he did it. But I'm smarter than him now. I can't feel bad about what happened to him because while it was happening to him, he was a cocksucker and did the same shit to Morris Day. Morris Day Absolutely wasn't, allowed, true. wasn't allowed to perform as Morris Day. Yeah, that's awful. Because fucking that, Prince dude, owned Morris Day. Dude, that's what Vince McMahon's been doing to people for years. Yeah. Owns the rights to your fucking name. They just put another trademark on Dean Ambrose. <laughs> so he still can't do that. Um, but hey, but guys, he gives a shit? we're really happy for Renee and, and John Moxley having their kid. We're going to tweet about it. Ugh. Oh, speaking of which, I'm going to retweet something right now. I want you guys to go to go retweet it. As All right, well. I'm going to do it right now. All right, hold on, hold on. So I, I need to see what this tweet is. God, have you ever? It. Have you ever? Uh, God damn it! Do you still have Spotify, Dan? Yeah. Have you ever looked at? Have you ever looked at your all time? What, what? No, I don't really use Spotify. I only use right, it for go, Rogan. Go, go retweet my retweet. All right, I need to see it right now. Hold on. Uh, all right. Now, now we have to look up what fucking Josh did. This is great fucking audio, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's all of us looking at Twitter to see what Josh did. Says, it says, Christmas Vacation is on AMC right now. You're welcome. Retweet. Thanks for supporting the network. Thanks Retweet. for supporting the network. Retweet. Dude, he, God that, damn it. I think that's the most... <laughs> tired of his shit. I think that's the most retweets uh, he's ever gotten. Right. We're actually... Hey, by retweeting that, we're directly supporting Justin because yeah, that's Yeah, we're supporting department. the network. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking unretweeting. Um... <laughs> I, I'm really happy about the uh, the Wonder Woman 1984 news. Yeah, That's dude, fuck fucking yeah. cool. In the theaters and on HBO Max in the same day. Great fucking idea. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, fantastic. You know, even if this needs to be the thing for a while, they should just release it like on something like HBO Max for the first two weeks, and then it becomes a rental option. Like, yeah. you got a week or two to watch it on Netflix. You get people to subscribe. Great fucking idea. I'm hyped for it. It looks really good. Although I think the, the CGI on Kristen Wiig's a little, um, looks like cats. 
It looks a little sketchy, but I, I love what's Gal Gadot. She's a yeah. fucking oh, one of the most beautiful women alive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman was good. It was it was a little overrated just because it was kind of like a Black Panther was a little overrated, but it was a really good movie. It was the best DC property up to that point. Okay, up to that point. I was gonna say, hold on. I still like Aquaman better. No, no, Aquaman is not good. Aquaman is great. It's no, it's not. Yes, you, it is. You just want to fuck Jason Moma. So what? You want to? That's what I'm calling him. No, Moma. Moma. He's Moma. I'm not saying his actual name because I don't like the amount of O's in it. He sucks. All right. And, Says he, you. and he stinks. Says you. He sucks and he stinks. He sucks and he stinks. That movie was it was fine. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed it. It was, it was I was entertained. I would ne- I don't think it needs a sequel. I don't think he I think he should be killed. <laughs> Shut uh, up. Amber Heard should be fired for sure. I'll if Johnny it. she should be fired. Why? Do you know what's happening with her and Johnny Depp? Of course not. Johnny Depp just got oh, fired. Oh wait, hold on. Not. No, wait, hold on. Never mind. I heard. I heard it. Wow, he supports domestic violence over here. No, listen, I, I don't without, think she look, should be again. Listen, again, listen, making listen, listen, listen. blasphemous fucking claims like you always. Fucking <laughs> you just said do. she shouldn't be fired because I misunderstood what you <laughs> I don't fucking think she said. Be fired. I, I, the situation she, is a wash to me. They're both. They're both garbage people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay so, that's fair. Right. Yes. Yes, and no, because I think he was psychologically abusive. He was clearly an alcoholic, cokehead. She put out cigarettes on the guy. What if he was putting? Cigarettes out on her. Would we even be having this conversation? No, no. She fu- she fucking took a duke in his bed and waited for him to fall asleep. And, and that was yeah, like, but that's that funny. Was, that was like a real fucking mud hang. Hey, dude. dude, it was a fucking thick, juicy turd. The fucking <laughs> farts guy would have bought that. Big <laughs> facts. And literally, she was putting cigarettes out on him. She broke a beer bottle over his head. This shouldn't be a conversation. If he has to resign from Fantastic Beasts and he still gets his fucking thirty million dollars, yeah. that bitch should be fired. For and I think she's gonna be because the outrage towards her is wild. This is where cancel culture should do its job. Because again, if the tables were turned, yeah. it's not even a fucking debate. If he, if he was doing that to her, put a cigarette out on her, then again, do you know about Sean Penn, what he did to Madonna when they were dating? No. In a hotel room, he fucking tied her up to a chair, put out cigarettes out on her, and beat the shit out of her. Sean Penn? Sean Penn. Yeah. Him? Yep, Sean Penn. Oh, all right. He's a, I, I, he's an amazing actor. Like, he's an incredible actor. His performance in Mystic River is one of my favorite acting performances ever. Fucked up movie. Have you ever seen that, Taylor? Mystic River? Uh, Mystic, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, that's one. great. Tim Robbins, Clint Eastwood directed it, Sean Penn, uh, uh, For- Forrest Whitaker, I almost said, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne is in it. Um, but I, I lost all respect for him with that. But what I found out before I learned that was when Hurricane Katrina happened, that asshole went down there in a rowboat and said he was saving people just for the photo ops, and he helped El Chapo escape. What? Oh, Sean Penn, big facts. Yeah, you don't know about Sean Penn and El Chapo? Oh, dude, yo, no. The, like, he, no, he like, was I, filming a documentary. Yeah, and he went and he met with El Chapo. Yeah, and then he, he was apparently, he didn't necessarily help him escape. He El Chapo believed that Sean Penn helped him get captured. And then he apparently the rumor is Sean Penn did help him escape the first time, yes. and now there's a bounty on Sean Penn's head. Yes, you got to read into this. Right. Sean Penn's a fascinating individual, great actor, slimy cocksucker. Um, did you hear who is replacing temporarily Alex Trebek on Jeopardy? Yeah, Ken I Jennings. did. Ken, Ken Jennings. Jennings. Yeah, I think. But it sounds like they're going to do like a rotation. They got to get Will Farrell. Right, they got to get Will yeah, Ferrell they, to, they do have to. <laughs> to do it. But they like to do an. I, listen, I, I don't think I, he has I, to do Trebek. I, I think that's a little. I was. I was. I, I was going to say, as a Trebek impersonation, again, I, I'm a fan of good comedy. I think it would be funny. Maybe a little too soon for it the mass audience. It would probably be a poor taste on ABC. Yes, but just but Will Ferrell doing it. I think Will Ferrell doing it would be okay. Yeah, because you know, like he could put his little spin on it or whatever. He'll be great. He's funny. He's tr- he's he's quick. Uh, 
Um, I would like that. I don't really know who else they're going to get. Get Betty White to do a few episodes. That would be good. I'd be down for that. I can't believe... If we're talking about people that are going to die this year, because one more celebrity is going to die before the year's over, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I hope it's Betty White. <laughs> Why? And it's nothing against her, because I'm just tired. It, it's funny. It's not against her. I actually love Betty White. But I hate every year when a few celebrities die... The memes for eight years now are like, don't take Betty White next. Don't take Betty White. Just get it over with. Just take the Band-Aid off. She's like 90-something. She had a great career. She used to be a fucking smoke show. I, I agree with you. I would probably still fuck her right now. But she's going strong still. You know what I she mean? She is. I, actually, I don't actually want her to no, die. No, listen. If she was like just comatose and just milking it, kind of like Dick Clark was, where like... Where like they, they, uh, Happy do you. Where all they would do is just prop him up. Muhammad Ali? Camera. Yeah, right. Like I remember when they, remember when they brought Muhammad Ali out at, at the Marlins Park and no one knew who he was? So the announcer had to start a Ma- Ali chant. Yeah. Well, everyone's like, I don't know who this guy is. My favorite Muhammad Ali story about him when he was all fucked up is when he lit the Olympic torch in Atlanta in 94, the Richard Jewell year. Um, Joe Frazier was there, and he Joe Frazier said to someone, I hope he falls in the fucking fire. Dude, I, I he love, still hated I him. love that they legit could not stand each other. Well, it's crazy because they used to be friends, but when the fight came along and Ali just started his shit talking and he called him a gorilla, it was just vile. Did, Ali, Ali was the greatest shit talker there ever was. Was Joe Frazier the guy that pulled a fake gun on him in Vegas? Was that the same Yeah, guy? yeah, he was the guy. Um, actually, this weekend is the Tyson Holyfield uh, Tyson Holyfield, Tyson uh, Roy Jones fight on pay per view. I will not be buying it. Nope. I will be illegally streaming it because I need to see what happens. It's just it's a freak show. Like it was like when Chuck came back to fight Tito, wasn't paying for it. Had to watch it. It was like when uh, when we watched uh, Ken Shamrock versus Holy Gracie again, and fucking Ken Shamrock walked out with road with the the not dead Road Warrior. Yeah, Which well now they're, they're both dead now. No, the, the one that wasn't not, who the died one that first was alive Hawk? at the time. Yeah, Laurinaitis, James Laurinaitis. Um, no, I'm saying Hawk Hawk died first, right? No. Yeah. Animal died. Animal, Animal died, died first. That's what it was. Hulk right. just died a couple months ago. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that, I love a freak show fight. There was actually in Japan they did a f- whole freak show thing this week. There, they, it was MMA, but one of the there were different rules in each fight. One of them was two on one. Okay. The other one was only spinning shit. So all they could throw... Trust me, it's not as cool as it sounds. Never mind, never mind. Hawk died first. Hawk died first. Okay. I was going to say that... Cause Hawk, oh, I just watched... Yeah, I just watched Dark yeah, Side of the Ring. Yeah, because Hawk had issues with, uh, like, serious substance abuse Yeah, issues, coke, right? drinking, and yeah. steroids. Um, there was... And then Bob Sapp came out at the end, and he was, like, hyping up the event, because he's still a god in Japan. The promoter's in there, and the, the feed ended with him punching the promoter in the face. I'm like, oh, they're really leaning into... This is... I don't call this a mixed fight. It's fixed fight. A fixed Cause, fight, Because, yeah. dude, the two-on-one fight was so goddamn funny. The two guys were tied together okay. fighting the one guy. If you get a chance to see the clips of this, it's so goddamn funny. Oh there was God. a good UFC card this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was a very good card. Um, uh, then the, What's crazy is, so, Devison uh, F- Figueredo, um, the main event guy, he won in two minutes. The guy he's fighting next, Brandon Moreno, who fought on the pr- on the main card, yeah. one of the early fights, he won in two minutes. They're fighting all each other in 21 days. It's that a fast quick, that's a yeah, 21 turnaround. day turnaround. Wow. Fucking down, because that dude Moreno has a serious chance of beating him. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, Valentin Shevchenko was awesome. Her sister was awesome on the undercard. Um, So... I got some good stuff coming up. A fight I am so hyped for coming up. Tony Ferguson and Charles Oliveira. I need that fight. Oliveira fucking rules. He's great. He fucking rules. And that, he, that was one of the first fights that we watched over at the doctor's house before they moved. Remember, Oliveira was getting his ass kicked, but he was doing all this crazy sprawl shit. He, he dude, fucking guy went for an armbar, uh, an armbar, a triangle, and then a fucking um, a, I want to say a Dars, but I could be wrong. Well, all within two minutes of each other. Tony Ferguson is the most Darses in UFC history, yeah. and all. 
Oliveira has the second most. That's what I'm saying. So like it, it's going to be an awesome fight because he and he, I think I think Ferguson's going to win. It's going to be interesting to see how he rebounds from the loss to Gaethje. Um, but Oliveira doesn't have a great chin, great cardio, great jujitsu, really good striking. Uh, it's a fascinating fight. Like I am hyped for that fight. I I kind of want it to be a rolling match. Is what I want. I, I would love I, to I see him grapple, yeah, but they would, might kickbox the shit out of each other. Which I I, I think Tony's got a lot to prove. Obviously, I mean it's not like it's not like he folded under. The no, he, he fought. He, the he won time. the first round. He rocked him right at the end of the first round. Yeah. He just couldn't. He couldn't get to the ground, which he needed to do. And Gaethje fought a very composed fight, which Ferguson wants to make a fight ugly and he wants to lull you into a brawl. And I think he can do that with Oliveira. Great Perfect. fight. Yeah. Great fight. I agree. Um, I was hyped. Uh, the news about who looks like they're going to be starring in Ari Aster's next film, his third film. Joaquin Phoenix is who he's pushing for. It's actually so he did um, his first college film. It's not the incest one, which is disgusting. It was called um, Bo. And it's, uh, it was called, and now, so basically, it was just about a dude that was trying to leave his apartment, forgot something in his apartment. It's only like eight minutes long. It's on YouTube, and just weird shit starts happening to him. He said this is going to be a horror comedy. Okay. Like he wants to lean into the insanity. And the premise of this movie is the guy's mother dies under um, mysterious circumstances, and all of his anxieties and paranoia start coming to life. Right? Can you think of anyone better to play that role than Joaquin Phoenix? No. Yeah, like, I can. When who? Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's a good point. What? We were literally an A24 Nicolas Cage podcast at this point. Much um, are, but yeah. when you think about, like, the roles I was thinking of besides Joker was the one that you watched when he was out there. You were never really here, yeah. which he was fucking great in. I, I still have to watch Dude, that. you would love that. That was yeah. a fucking great yeah, movie. That's a really good fucked one. Up. Um, but, is it fucked up movie? It's yeah. it's yeah. fucked up, but it's like a suspense fucked up. It's not oh. like cr- like crazy gross shit is happening. Oh, so uh, I'll tell you something that was cool that happened. So, uh, you know, working this week, I had a, a customer that's he's turned to a pretty good friend of mine. So I was working at his house a couple days ago, and he asked me, you know, he's like, yo, me and my girl are watching these horror movies, but these horror movies, like, now kind of really suck. He goes, like, do you know anything? I go, well, you're asking the wrong person, but if he had to, if I had to pick two, I said Midsummer and Hereditary. And he goes, I never heard of either of those. I go, just watch them both. They're up and, and, tell, and, and tell me how fucked up they are. So I go back to his house today because I had to do a follow-up from the day before. Okay. And he goes, dude, I watched Hereditary. And I go, yeah, and? And he goes, my girlfriend almost left me making making her watch that. Like, <laughs> was, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding? I've He's had like, some people that like they did the same thing, horror movie, like watch Hereditary, and they were pissed. Yeah, like people legit. Like he was legit. He wasn't pissed at me. He was like, dude, like that's really fucked up. I go, when I told you it's our generation's Exorcist, I wasn't joking. Yeah, like it's, I, I told him, I go, dude, I watched that movie once. I've always toyed with the idea of watching it again. I've only seen you, it once. You probably got to watch it with someone. To well, feel comfortable. I watched it by my... Listen, this is... You know, I never told you how I watched it, right? I was working security at the time. It was about... And I was working a double. So I was working three to seven in the morning the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was about two o'clock in the morning. I forgot morning. you did security. I'm in, an, right. I'm in an empty office building. And there's weird noises. <laughs> and there's fucked up shit going on. And I'm watching Hereditary on my iPad. And I remember it's about two o'clock in the morning. And I just remember just looking outside and seeing a reflection. Turned out to be me. And I remember <laughs> scary. freaking the fuck... Yeah, really scary. Even if I wasn't watching the movie. I'd rather see the girl's head and on I the side of the road. It freaked me the fuck out. I had to like sit in my car for like two hours and like just calm the fuck well, down. I, w- I would have seen like um how when in the scene in Hereditary when he's in class and he looks in the mirror and it's his reflection and smiling, smiling at him. him. Uh, and yeah, it's. But all- I remember I told him I go, dude, I watched this movie once and I remember everything like it was yesterday. Yeah, was that was that was ago. one of those ones where it was such like a a visceral cerebral experience. Like I, I've said, there's been very few movies that like stuck with me for like days 
days on end. And that was that. That's Years. the one. That one. I like. I still think about just how I felt after seeing it. I've, and even Midsummer did like weird, more fucked up things to me because I was just picturing like. And when I rewatch it recently, you know how like when they're tripping and it looks like the the flowers are breathing. Right. If you see one of the scenes when she's talking, one of the when she freaks out because um the first time they take the shrooms and the one kid, the annoying kid from where the Millers says, "You guys are my family," and she has a freak out and runs away. Yeah. She runs into the one Swedish guy, and his mouth is fucked up like a tripping a tripping smile. Really, it's like little things like that that he put in there. And uh, I, I read into a little bit about how much of it is actually supposed to be like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right. Because you have all the different types of characters. Well, I mean, well, when she's running through the flowers, it's yeah, the pot, it's, it's the poppies. It, the it's City. it's really fascinating, and that's why I'm so interested to see like this is a dude's career that we're gonna get to see from its infancy and grow more and more. And the inevitable dud is gonna happen. It happens. Yeah. It's gonna happen with Robert Eggers, who did um, the the Witch and the Lighthouse, two of the best contemporary horror films of the last thirty years. I don't even consider the Lighthouse horror really, but I, it, I get it, why it is. It, it is. I I don't think it's not like um, your your typical horror, but I would say it's definitely in the it's in the well, genre. Of especially horror. the way it ends, I could see. Yeah. That. It, well, the ending it's it's basically like The Shining's kind of ending. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but you know, his next one is a Viking revenge film. I need that. And the cast is fucking crazy yeah. in that movie. The Northman. I fucking Bjork is in it. Bjork's Bjork, in it. Bjork's in this fucking Hell movie. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is in it. I still need um, to who we love. We love Anya Taylor Joy. Love. Anya well, you'll you then you then you then you need to watch uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit's really good, dude. What's crazy with that, that chess show I told yeah, you about yeah. with her? Chess is like the number one selling thing on Amazon now because of this show. My my parents started watching it. You, like, you guys have terrible taste, <laughs> dude. Well, no, what it's it, it's a good show. Uh, it, it, That's you, what I'm saying. So like, you would you probably like it because the writing on it is fucking phenomenal. I want to check it out. It's just uh, once I once I get into a show, I've seen a thousand times. I'm into it. So Brooklyn yeah, Nine-Nine it fair. Um, let's see if I had anything else here. Uh, the Grammy nominations came out today. Do we give a shit? They're no, terrible. No, they're no. terrible. No, they're I saw. I, I was happy Beck was nominated. Beck should be every year because he's fucking great. Um, you don't like Beck? No, I agree with you. I mean, um, you absolutely should. Beyonce got the no- most nominations. I was like, I didn't even know she put on that. Code Orange got nominated for metal. Yeah, but um, they're not going to win. No, they're not going to win. Um, I didn't know Beyonce. No, she put out that Black is Excellence thing on Apple TV Plus, and I think an Apple came uh, came or came with an album sure. or whatever. All right, let's do weight loss, boys. Yeah. Um, we haven't done it in two weeks. Oh, I'll also tell you too, real quick before we do that. Uh, August Burns. Fuck. What? Drop my pen. <laughs> okay. August Burns Red did a, a live 15 year anniversary of their first album. They like everyone's doing like the, like these Twitch shows now. Okay. And the biggest surprise of the night was when they brought out the original lead singer who hasn't sang for them in over 12. Oh, years. that's cool. That's like, really cool. Because they were singing the next. You know, it's like here out comes out comes Josh uh, McManus and he walks out and I'm like. Wait a minute! I thought he died. Like I can't even believe this guy. <laughs> that would be alive. impressive. You know what I mean? Like if they that, got him back. Was... It was a hologram. All right, Josh, so you were two seventy one last time, I believe. Two seventy one. Um, let me get this up here. Two seventy two. And Taylor, you were three ninety. Three ninety. And Josh, right now, owes twenty, and Taylor owes ten. What are you doing to this scale? I'm not fucking with it. Have you been eating okay? I do. I haven't. What does it say you are? You actually do look slimmer. What does it say you are? Two seventy-five. Well, if you send me, you sent me your weight last week. We'd have a better reference point. Let's see what Taylor is. I did watch Taylor drink a vitamin water and eat a Milky Way on Sunday. A single Milky Way, not two. Uh, it was a Milky Way. Bob was really mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you guys, get get a fucking scale. Taylor told me I'm by bed, uh, bed bath and beyond every day. Um, yeah, but I don't have fucking time. I'm sorry. All right, fine. I'll fucking uh, we'll figure out something for a fucking scale. Order it on Amazon. I'll order on Amazon. We'll get a good one. I'll just ship it here. Yeah, ship it here. That's fine. 
I hope it says 473. 470. <laughs> uh, 389. All right, 389. So technically, Josh, when you get home, you send me your weight, you're the loser here, okay? Right, right. I'm going to write 275 with an asterisk. I highly doubt that. What? 275. I doubt that. Yeah, you do look slimmer, but muscle weighs more than fat. Oh, I, haven't been <laughs> I know. Up. No, I haven't been working out either. I, I know that. I, that was I've a been joke. Doing cardio, but that was a joke. Um, but yeah, send me your weight when you get home, and if it says the same thing, then you lose. Okay. I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you that out. All right. Okay. Speaking All right. Of losing. What? The NFL picks. Yes, that's what we're going to do next. Uh, so week 12 of the NFL, before we do our picks, um, I've, I've been liking before we go on, like let's go through who we think the award winners are right now, week to week. I think right now, um, after the Sunday night game, it's Pat Mahomes is the lose right now, Yeah. without question. Yeah. I don't think anyone else really has a strong case. Because I, I, sneaking up quietly is Ben Roethlisberger. I think you can make a strong case. He has the you know the superior team around him overall when you think about that defense. But um, it's going to be hard for Mahomes to lose it because that was by Sunday by Mahomes standards. Sunday was a bad game for him. Very bad. Game. Like he has two interceptions this year, both against the Raiders. But again, he was sensational at the end. I would say just from the way David, uh, whatever the fuck his name, Derek Carr played. On, I mean, he has to be at least. He's in he's close. Um, you know, we were talking about it in the group chat today, like who the top ten quarterbacks are right now because Quaz can't let go of the. Carson Wentz thing, even though he was a top 10 quarterback for two years. I said top 10. Um, you said top five. Me and Justin said top 10. But, um, you know, you look at the, the top four guys this season right now are Mahomes, Russ, Ben, and four was Rodgers. Okay? Yeah, four was Rodgers. And then from there, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you're talking Brady, Carr, Tannehill, um, Kyler. I, I I would say Kyler out of all those out of those four guys, but Derek Carr is a very close six. Car, Carr's right season. there. Um, if you want to think about some other guys that are Josh Allen is in the conversation. Um, uh, da, 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 uh, Jared Goff has to be in the conversation if you're mentioning Derek Carr. Just from the way, well, yeah, but uh, but, <laughs> but the thing is, like Jer- Jared Goff isn't wowing you. The way Derek Carr has played this year has been really really outstanding. Fi- after thinking that it, this was going to be a year where he was going to shit, sure, the, sure, you know what I mean, but. Goff, I mean, Goff was great on Sun on Sunday he or was. last night. He was really good last night, despite two interceptions. That's one of those ones where two interceptions don't mean that much to me because I watched him play and he was sensational last yeah. night. And I don't even think he's that good. Um, but I think it's Mahomes to lose right now, right? Yes. Okay. Defensive Player of the Year. I wa- I was all about Miles Garrett, but now he's going to miss two weeks. Uh, I really I, I can't. It's, even it's call Aaron it. Donald. It's Aaron Donald. I, but that's uh, that goes without saying. I'm just trying to think of another guy that's made another impact All right, here, on defense. Here. I really can't. Xavier Howard, seven interceptions, leads the league. Okay. Defense turnaround, turnaround team. He's got to be at least in the convo. He's I would in the say. conversation. Um, offensive player of the year is Alvin Kamara, without question for me. Okay. I don't think is that even debatable when uh, it comes to when you think about receiving and rushing. No, I, I, well, because he's so he's the first player in NFL history with four straight seasons of 500 plus receiving yards and 500 plus. Yeah, and think yards. about the players through the years that didn't do that. Like, it's wild. Um, and coach of the year, I still think it's Tomlin and Flores. I think it's between those two. And got to give Kevin Stefanski some love in Cleveland. Seven yeah. and three. You're seven yeah. and three. Oh, uh, offensive player of the year. Well, I mean, Nick Chubb missed time, but I was going to say if Nick Chubb was didn't get hurt and he was continuing on how he was playing, it was going to be Nick Chubb. Um, offensive rookie of the year is clearly Justin Herbert right now. Yep. Uh, got to give some love to Justin Jefferson as well. He's playing fucking great. Um, defensive rookie of the year is a little bit harder. That one's a little bit of a cloudy area. I would say it's Chase Young right now. 
It's either Chase Young or Patrick Queen. Patrick yeah, Patrick Queen. Um, and then clearly comeback player of the year is Alex Smith. Yes. Not even debatable. Of the century. All right. So week 11, uh, Josh moved back into first place by two games. He went nine and five. Uh, jo- Taylor went seven and seven. I went six and eight. Josh is in the lead at 109, 50 and one. Taylor and I are both 107, 52 and one. We are really trying to not watch 50 Shades of Grey. But we're also try- trying to because it's literally just going back and yeah. forth. So, uh, Josh, since you're in first place, you're going to give us your picks first. Okay. Um, the first game we have here on Thursday is the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions getting shut out by uh, the Panthers and losing to an XFL starting quarterback and P.J. Walker. Awesome. Uh, embarrassing game. The Houston Texans playing a very good game against the Patriots, um, winning up in, uh, it was it in Foxborough? No. It was in, in Houston. Uh, the Texans are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Josh. I am going to go with the Texans here. The Lions are dog ass. Yeah. Um, and shit. Dog ass. Yeah, I love dog it. ass. Uh, Matt Patricia sucks. He'll be back in New England before you know it. Um, Probably, yeah. Imagine Belichick retires and Matt Patricia becomes the head coach and not Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I would love <laughs> imagine, imagine if uh, Matt Patricia goes back to be the defensive coordinator. Then Belichick retires and Steve Belichick becomes the head coach. Of I, fuck, I, I, I hate that guy, but I love him because of his mullet. Yeah. He looks like such a little rat fuck. <laughs> Taylor, Texans-Lions. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans as well because the Lions just love losing. Yeah, I'm also taking the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson has to be, uh, when we're talking about top 10 quarterbacks, he's having a very good year, all things considered. Uh, he He's playing very well within himself with limited weapons. His offensive line is banged up. Doesn't have much of a running game to talk about. And the oldest head coach in the NFL. Uh, give me the Texans. Brandon Cook's having a little bit of a resurgence. Yeah, this year. he's playing very well. And uh, so Will Fuller's proven himself, and he's going to get some big money in free agency. Yep. Uh, next game, the Washington football team coming off a nice win over the Bungles, uh, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys with the, the really nice victory against Minnesota um, with Andy Dalton back under center. The Cowboys are three point favorites at home. Really interesting game when it comes to the most uninteresting division in the league. I guess it's interesting because of how horrible it is. Yep. Um, but, you know, if you're a Giants fan, you want the football team to win this game because you swept them. You you would rather them win than the Cowboys who beat you already. Right. The Cowboys are three-point favorites at home. Josh. I'm going to take the Cowboys here with Andy Dalton back. He's not the best, but he's something. Serviceable. Um, and football team stinks. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me the Cowboys as well. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Cowboys. Um, you know, Washington's a really nice story. I would love to see if Alex Smith keeps playing as well as he has been. You know, while they do stink, that defensive line can create problems for a team like Dallas, who has a lot of issues on the offensive line. This game does scare me because, as and you know, Dallas is going through a little adversity this week with their strength and conditioning coach. Um, they said a medical emergency. Sounds like he's on life support. Originally, we killed him. Uh, he was dead, but now he's not dead. Um, but sometimes teams rally around that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting game, and teams usually spend more time with their strength and conditioning coach than they do any of their coaches. So. Will be interesting to see. Now, this game on nine times out of ten is game of the week, one of the most interesting games. But now we don't even know what's going to happen on Thursday because the Ravens are just COVID infested right now. Another player placed on the list today. I think it's five total players are on the COVID list. Four coaches are on the list. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens coming off the loss to Houston at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, played a quarter competitive with Jacksonville and then fucking crushed them. Steelers are, uh, as of this afternoon, were four and a half point favorites. I got to think that lines up to five and a half, if not seven fucking points now. Now, um, Steelers at home, Josh. 
Uh, I don't really think that we need to spend time on this. Maybe you guys uh, have differing opinion, but uh, it's Steelers for me. There's no question here. Yeah, it's Steelers for me too. Now, it is one of these things where it's divisional games, and just even when one team's bad and one team's good, they always, I think it'll still be a close game. Yeah, facts. Just the way they play each other, but the Ravens just have too much going on right now. Their their offensive play calling is so predictable when you really watch it. They're, Hollywood Brown is a bum. Yeah, he is, he they have no so. guys that can get separation. I'm not excusing Lamar, but they got nothing. They lost their best left tackle. I mean, outside of Mark Andrews and Willie Sneed's a serviceable wide receiver, but you need more weapons yeah, you, than that. You need a guy on the outside that is going to not make the whole offense think you're going to 10 to 15-yard plays. And you have to think about it that they just lost. That for a fact, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are not going to yeah, play. Yeah, they're not playing. Week. So their top two running backs are out. They're, well, their best running back is still playing quarterback. Yeah. But on top of all that, I just don't believe in Baltimore. No, you can't for right some now. Reason, not, not even during the season. It's not even being a detractor either. I just For something that just felt off about Baltimore all season. Yeah, their offensive play calling is just like, I mean, when Lamar said it, like, the defenses are calling at our plays and a guy who should have parlayed last season as an offensive coordinator into a head coaching job in Greg Roman, no shot now, because you just tried to do the same thing. The league catches up. It always does. We've seen it plenty of times. When you saw the Rams go to the Super Bowl, they had a down year the next year. It happens. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. All right, I actually think this is a really interesting game. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. Bills coming off their bye week, losing to the Cardinals on the Hale Murray the week before. Um, the Chargers beating the Jets. Um, they definitely let the Jets get way too close in that game. Uh, they, they, they're they like allergic to winning the Chargers. I swear to God. I love it. It seems like they hate it. Um, the Bills are five and a half point favorites at home coming off their bye. Josh. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills here. Uh, were were San Diego home last uh, last week? The Chargers were. Um, they were home. Yes, they were home. So the that's Los a, that's, Angeles Chargers. Yeah, well, who fucking cares? I know. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a that's a big travel. You know, sure. going from fucking SoCal to fucking basically Canada. Yeah, um, basically Canada. it's more Canada than it's New York. Yeah, uh, that that's a lot of travel for a team that's not that great. Playing against a well-rested team that has shown flashes of being very very good, top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no question for me here. This is the Bills. Uh, Bills as well. I think the Bills defense makes a statement with this game wins by double digits. Um, I'm actually going to take the Chargers here. Um, the Bills under Sean McDermott coming off the bye have one of the worst records in the league, um, especially under Josh Allen. Uh, you saw them the last game come the debilitating loss against the Cardinals. Those are the kind of losses that are really hard to let go of as well. Um, the Chargers, uh, you know, Justin Herbert's fucking great. He slings the ball downfield. He's had one subpar game this year. Uh, the Bills defense has only had one really good game this year. Their playmakers just have not been there, but specifically Specifically, their pass rush has not been there. Getting Austin Eckler back is fucking massive for the Chargers. While I don't like their coaching, I think that they're going to be able to create enough space between them and the Bills to um, put up points. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to. It's going to be a close game, but I like the Chargers to win this game in uh, the biggest upset of the week. Uh, next game, the Arizona Cardinals coming off the loss on Thursday night to the Seahawks at the New England Patriots, who just lost to the Texans. The Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Josh? Uh, give me the Cardinals. Okay. Taylor? Uh, well, we're tied. You can go first, too, sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals here. Uh, the Patriots just... 
If they can't contain Deshaun Watson, and what are they going to do to fucking Kyler Murray? He was a little beat yeah. up against the Seahawks with his shoulder. Playing on Thursday night is the best thing for him. I think they're going to come out and make a statement. Um, you know, they, They're going to have another week back with Stephon Gilmore, so it does make a little bit of a difference. But you're only going to contain DeAndre Hopkins for so long. Uh, you're only going to contain Christian Kirk for so long. I mean, Fitzgerald had a pretty good game. Fitzgerald is another one. You know, He's your third option. And Kenyon Drake is coming into form. Um, I, I just like the Cardinals here. I don't think the Patriots can keep up. I like the Cardinals' defense here. I think yeah. I think it's just like New England is such a run-heavy offense, and that defense is and they so lost well Rex Burkhead for the year, right? And and they're so well they do so well against the run. That Harris kid is really, but he's turned into a very good running back. And Belichick um, will throw him out next season. He's going to throw him <laughs> out next season. Um, but yeah, give me the Cardinals. I just think you know if you have a hard time. What you said, if you have a hard time containing Deshaun Watson, who's a very good mobile, quarterback, great, great quarterback. Yeah, Kyler Murray's bread and butter is that. Yeah, so. he's he's insanely fast. Um, next game, my team coming off a disappointing loss to your Broncos um, at the winless Jets. The Dolphins are seven point favorites on the road. Um, I'll go first because it's my team, and I think we're all going to take the Dolphins here. Um, I don't think we have to spend that much time, but. Uh, in some ways, I think the Dolphins needed a loss like they had against the Broncos because you need that wake up check when you're um, wake up call when you're a young team yeah, who's kind of rising. I had no issues with removing Tua. It was if you wanted to provide a spark, and then they started moving the ball a little bit. They I hated the offensive play. Watching the all twenty two tape, they didn't do any of the things that Tua was doing really well with. They weren't rolling out to his left. They couldn't establish the the offensive line was horrific for him. He it got sacked bad, six yeah. times. I don't put it on him. The fact that the narrative from two weeks ago about him being great to then it turns in oh the Dolphins made. A mistake not taking Herbert. No. Why'd you shut the fuck up? No, and I, I want to just take a take a second. Everyone who's saying Bradley Chubb hit him low on purpose. Fuck no, you. I no shot. It was a complete accident, and because well, because there was a couple shots that Bradley Chubb had were definitely questionable. And I, yeah, I'll give people, but one. not that one. But not that one. Um, but it. the Dolphins playing the Jets. Um, this is the the Jets. You're starting to see their they have their wide receivers on the field now. They're starting to be able to move the ball vertically, so you're seeing some improvements there. But they're still terrible. They they don't really do anything particularly well. You see some nice things with. And um, Jameson Crowder and Berryman, um, but the Dolphins are going to bounce back. You see it with the Flores team; they're not going to get pushed around two weeks in a row. Mims had a crazy, uh, game yeah, he had a great, uh, great game. But the, you're also not playing the Chargers defense. You're facing Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones uh, and Bobby McCann. You got a much better defense. Uh, the Dolphins win this one, big. yeah. But they're going to get Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. Uh, they might be Darnold. I'd actually rather play Darnold than Flacco. Yeah, facts. Um, I would because Flacco's uh, savvy enough to gu- to luck into a win. Yeah, facts. Um, and with the Dolphins. Uh, I think up until the first time they played the Jets this season, Flacco was 8-0 and against the Dolphins. <laughs> like, just crushed them. Just crushed them. So, um, I would rather play Darnold because uh, you can make him see ghosts. Um, t- Taylor? Yeah, we're all taking the Dolphins. Yes, Do we have Dolphins. to spend that much Definitely time? taking the Dolphins. Uh, all right, next game. Uh, this I thought this was a really interesting game up until the unfortunate injury to Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. The, the New York football giants at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I don't think Burrow's going to play next season, and I don't think he should. Um, yeah, why? Like, why even take the chance? It's not going to be the team's not going to be ready next year, and you're going to risk putting Matt at the bare minimum. He's missing next uh, the first month of next season, yeah, right? Facts. But it's not just ACL; it's MCL and structural damage. That was a nasty, nasty injury. You saw you saw the knee pop out. I've been saying it since week one that this kid's going to get hurt at some point. And sure enough, you can only take so many fucking hits before one kills you, and you, he's just standing there, and he just gets rolled over. Also, not a dirty hit. <coughs> no, the no. offensive lineman got pushed back. It, into it wasn't a dirty hit; it's just an unfortunate thing that happened. 
it sucks to see because he was playing great. Giants playing decent football all season, but they they've played decent football all season. There's no two ways around it. Yep. They played competitive football besides one game. Um, now there is a little concern with the whole thing that happened with Mark Colombo and Joe Judge. Um, it wasn't a fight. You know, I, I want to believe it was a fight, but there was an altercation. Um, it, it sounds like Judge is kind of doing some of the Patricia stuff where he's bad-mouthing Tom Brady to t- team the, the players. He's trying to coach the offensive line. He knows what's best. It works great if you're winning, but if you start losing a lot, then it becomes a problem because yeah, you well, didn't earn it. Yeah, well, when he started talking about and fixing the offensive line, they played better. Willie Gallman looked great. Yeah. Like, so there's obviously something going on there where he had better insight to what was happening. And when you look at Mark Colombo, all six foot fucking 12 of that guy, seven feet tall. Great offensive and, lineman in his day. Great right, offensive lineman. Right. But, you know, like, do you really think that happened? Do you really think Joe Judge didn't get his I ass would have kicked? respected Joe Judge more just for having the balls to do it, which, too. Which, I, I, listen, I'm sure there was an altercation because I think Joe Judge brought someone in to oversee the offensive line. And I'm sure David the, 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 the Glimo. Yeah. Sure. So obviously, Colombo takes exception to it. And obviously, something serious must have happened because there was an altercation that he was fired almost immediately. He called them the dirtiest word you could. Which I was like, oh, he called him a cunt. Like yeah, that's right. what I thought right away. But um, yeah, the Giants are going to win this game. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Giants. Giants. I mean, if the Giants lose this one to Ryan Lindley, throw the fucking season in the trash. Big facts. All right, great game uh, for the AFC South. Really, uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans coming off the win over Baltimore at the Indianapolis Colts. Great overtime win over the Packers. Colts are playing really, really good football. They just beat the Titans two weeks ago yep. in Tennessee. Um, the Colts are four point favorites at home. Josh, I am taking the Colts here. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts as well. Um, I want Tennessee to pull that shit they did again in Baltimore, and I want it to backfire. As, and listen, and I didn't, I didn't, I, I picked Baltimore to win, but I didn't want Baltimore to win after that because none of the players went out, and only Harbaugh went out, like to, to meet them. I at, do at love Harbaugh. I, I, love I like Harbaugh that he went against the whole football team. Yeah, you know, I do. I do appreciate that. He's a fucking crazy guy. I mean, his brothers just just as fucking nuts at Michigan, and they stink. And you know what's funny? I think Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, is going to come back to the NFL and be a good coach again. He, he's a better, he's a better professional coach. But what's because like he's teaching kids, you gotta th- you gotta remember this. So like I, like men, real men obviously respond to people like this because they make you want to run through a wall. Listen, you say what you want about Colin Kaepernick as a person, as a player, he turned him into a great MVP candidate, player. really great football, near Super player. Bowl champion, close, two plays away from a Super Bowl yeah. championship, and uh, like it's just that thing where I don't think Harbaugh is meant for the college game, and and his brother uh, John. Jim? John. John Harbaugh? One pissed Harbaugh. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah. And I, I think John is a great head coach, but for some reason, something is just not working there. And it happens. I mean, they're unlikely going to have a losing season, which he's never had in uh, Baltimore. And and what I what I want, like I said, what I want to happen is I want Tennessee to pull that shit again, and I want... Rabel was going to knock his ass out. Well, that, I love I don't that. think they're going to do that. I think they did that because of the, the playoff loss, and they just wanted to you know show him up a little bit, or sure. the playoff win, rather. Sure. Um, but I'm actually going to take Tennessee against the Colts. Um, I picked them against the Colts the first time, and... Tennessee just seemed to be off at that point. They'd lost two in a row going into that game. They, nothing was going right. And I think the game against Baltimore brought that swagger back that we saw in that playoff run last year. You saw some big runs from Derrick Henry, especially in overtime. Um, that effort play by A.J. Brown, I think that team got its edge back. Um, I I, th- I mean, by all accounts, I thought the Colts should have lost to the Packers, if not for that fumble. Um, but, you know, Rivers is playing really good ball. That defense is really good. But I think this is going to... These teams almost always split unless it's Andrew Luck at quarterback. Right. Um, 
Um, so I'm going to take the Titans here in the upset. Uh, next game, do we have to spend time on it? Browns riding high right now. Jaguars, one of the worst teams in football, certainly in the running for the first overall pick. Um, after a few first good passes in his first game, Lutton looks like a fucking bum. I don't think he looks like a bum. He still has a lot of he still has a lot of fight in him, and he's not. It doesn't have. He's a lot got to work fight, with. but he, since but there's not a lot to work with, what DJ Chark and Robinson? That's all you but got. I, I know, but he's completely 52 percent of his passes. To who? Who's he throwing to uh, though? I know Gardner Minshew was throwing to the same guys and playing better than he was. Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? Did Minshew play well against Pittsburgh? He didn't play against Pittsburgh. Exactly. Lutton did, and he played well against fucking Pittsburgh. The best defense he in the He didn't play right well now. against Pittsburgh. Yes, he did. They he put up three points. He put up. He did not play well. He, he put up played, three points. He played well against the best defense from an undrafted rookie's perspective. He didn't yes, play he well. Well, yes, D- he No, did. he didn't, dude. Watch watch the fucking game. I, I watched the game. I watched the same game you did. No, you didn't. We yes, watched it on I Red did. Zone, I watched it on the fucking game tape. He was horrific. Do you want to hear his fucking stats from that game? He was dog ass. Okay, good. He was dog. And listen, I'm for, not. For an, for an undrafted Yes, he's playing fine, but he's terrible. He makes Gardner Minshew. Look like Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, he's awful. Let's. I just want to read these to you. And again, it's not. His, he's facing the best defense in the league, but he has a really good running back who's about to set the all-purpose yards for a ro- undrafted rookie. Uh, guard, uh, the, Jake Lutton went sixteen for thirty-seven, averaging four point one yards per attempt, one hundred and fifty-one yards, four interceptions against he, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he DJ was, Watt, but he was Cam bad. Edward. He's been bad since that first game. Okay. He was bad against Green Bay. It's not his fault. He doesn't have much to work with. They have a better offense than they do defense, that's for sure. Yes. Um, but it, the Browns' defense is awesome, although they did just lose Denzel Ward. And Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett's out again. But that Browns' offensive line is so much fun to watch. They, they just push people off the ball. Oh, it's so much fun to watch. That run that fucking uh, Kareem Hunt had where he dove into the end zone, the guard blocked three dudes on one play. I love that. That both Browns running backs hurdled people in that game. Oh, fucking great. And Nick Chubb, like an old school running back with no gloves on, just tape on his fingers. Nick Chubb is that fucking guy, man. He's For sure. Great. He's a fucking man. It was so funny explaining to Bob the thing from, uh, from uh, what the fuck, Hard Knocks? Yeah. That brought out the welcome wagon for Baker, and then fucking Nick Chubb is just sitting there at the at the luggage pickup, like, Hey man, do you ever uh, do you play football? Yeah, yep. University of Georgia. I was only in the national title game two months ago. Yep, and no one cared. No one cared. Now look shit. at him. Um, but we're all taking the Browns, right? Yeah. All right. Fair. Um, all right. Next game. Uh, I guess this is kind of an interesting game, just because they're both like middling teams. Uh, Carolina Panthers coming off the win over Detroit at the Minnesota Vikings, who lost to the Cowboys. Vikings four and a half point favorites on the road. Josh. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Vikings. Who's playing again? Uh, it is the Panthers at the Vikings. Uh, I think Teddy will be back this week. If Teddy will, well, if 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 PJ was playing, that's a lock for Carolina. But since Teddy's back, eh. uh, no, nah, give me give me Minnesota in a bounce back win because uh, I do like Carolina a lot. I like what they do even without Christian McCaffrey. I think there's a lot of swagger there. I think Matt Rule's really doing a good job bringing people. Bringing but you're that taking Minnesota. Together. I like what they're doing. But oh sure, I, okay, gotcha. But gotcha. I like that they got fight. Yeah, though they got fight and they got they got some nice building blocks yeah. there. But ultimately, I think that it's just hard to overcome a running back like Dalvin Cook against yeah, a for sure. defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Kirk Cousins has the ability to throw it when he has to. And I mean, Adam Thielen makes him look better than he really is. 
Jefferson. Well, I, that's one Justin of the Jefferson. That's something I forgot to mention is that we don't know if Thielen's playing because he's on the COVID list. Yeah, but I mean, you don't need Thielen when you got Justin Jefferson and Kyle. Rudolph. Well, but the thing is, uh, but if you do not, if you don't have Thielen, doing a lot more attention on Justin Jefferson, of so. course, and a lot less attention on Dalvin Cook. Exactly. So, um, but I'm going to take the Vikings too. Uh, the Panthers. I like the team. I like the coach. Uh, but uh, you know, they're just a little understaffed for, and not like the Vikings are good. This is really a coin flip game, honestly. Yeah, it can go either way. Um, next game, the Raiders coming off the loss to the Chiefs at the Atlanta Falcons, who um, couldn't do anything to Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill did everything to them. The Raiders are three-point favorites on the road. Josh, yeah, thoughts? Yeah, Falcons stink, uh, and we know this. Uh, so I'm going with the Raiders because, like I said several weeks ago, I'm not picking the Falcons again ever. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there's a fire? Even if there's a fire. <laughs> there's a fire. Uh, I'm also going to take the Raiders. Um yeah, you know, it's weird. I, I'm not crazy comfortable with this pick because the Raiders just had a, you know, kind of a gut-wrenching loss to the Chiefs, and I think sometimes with teams like that, you could see them have a real letdown after, and the Falcons definitely have the ability to play spoiler on teams, and now the, the Raiders are in a position where the pressure's on. They can't lose any games. They just, I know they only split with the Chiefs, but when you look at the way the AFC is bunched with the Browns and the Dolphins and the Raiders and the Titans and the Colts, all those teams are right in it. The, the Bills, you have to say, even though they're leading the division, they're right there. Yep. They're in a position where you kind of have to kind of win out, and the the Falcons are good enough. I'm still going to take the Raiders here, but not comfortably. Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders as well. Uh, I just think the car is having a phenomenal season. He sure is. Even though I, I like the I like the chances of Atlanta you know, opening it up and just spreading the ball around to a bunch of different people, I just think that when it comes down to it, that Atlanta doesn't have that grinded out running game like uh, like uh, Los Angeles. Whatever, yeah, like Los Angeles has, and uh, I like Josh Jacobs over Todd Gurley, and I think Josh Jacobs is the X factor in this game. So give me the Fair. Raiders and the points. Um, next game, your team, Taylor. The Saints uh, coming off the nice win over the Falcons at the Broncos, who beat my Dolphins. Broncos defense probably doesn't get as much respect as they should because they do play very, very well, especially at home. Something to consider. Going to be Taysom Hill again under center. Uh, Taylor. Yeah, give me the Saints. Um, the Saints are just a better team. Um, there's too many weapons on offense. It's uh, going to be a statement game for Emmanuel Sanders uh, coming back, playing against Denver. And I just really think that Taysom Hill is is a serviceable quarterback, could become good yeah, if, coach, sure. if coached correctly. But I think that dual threat and with the someone like Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara, um, the, the McKinnon, yeah. no, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, the other running back. Um, Jared McKinnon. There's yeah. No. The, oh, Oh, um, uh, I know, uh, uh, Latavius Murray. That one, yeah. He, there's too many weapons to guard, and as good as that defense can be, Ben don't break. They're going to ultimately break. Uh, yeah, give me the Saints. Don't we got confused by backup Viking running backs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Latavius Murray. Yeah. No, well, Jared McKinnon. Uh, he was also a backup yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, but yeah, give me the Saints. Uh, Saints are going to cover, but it'll be like a nail biter. Yeah, I think I think it's one of these games will be close early, and then they'll pull away in the th- late in the third, fourth quarter. It'll be the polar opposite of most Broncos games yeah. where they start fast and they'll be fine and they're going to the wheels are going to fall off third yeah. quarter. Josh? Saints. Okay. Next game. Uh, one of the biggest spreads of the week. Don't know how much time I have to spend on it. The depleted San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams just beat the Bucks. Played very good football. Defense looks really, really nice in St. Louis. Or St. Louis. Los Angeles right now. He's calling San Diego. I'm saying fucking St. Louis. Everybody- Two cocksucking teams playing the same goddamn building in the same goddamn city. Be weird if they played in the same building in opposite cities. That'd be odd. Anyway, Rams, everyone? Yes. Rams? Yeah, I didn't think we'd have to. Divisional games can be weird, but I don't think this one will be. 
All right, interesting game. Um, a couple weeks ago, you might have called this a potential Super Bowl matchup, but the way the one team is trending, I don't think so anymore. The Kansas City Chiefs coming off the win over the Raiders at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks coming off that loss to the Rams, where Brady Brady looks awful. Like, he can't throw the ball downfield. It's something I've been saying. He's never been a good downfield thrower. And this whole narrative that he's, like, suddenly, because he got all these weapons, he would be, that's never been his game without Randy Moss. It's never been his game. And the Chiefs, that, that often, and now you start, you saw it this week, Le'Veon Bell's kind of coming to life. Yep. He had some really nice runs, like that patient run where he just waited for his block to open up. Yeah, it was fucking patented Le'Veon Bell again. Yeah. And I uh, don't like And the Bucks, the Bucks defense is still very talented, but something is just not working properly for them. Yes. Um, and Arians, I don't know why every loss he's throwing fucking Brady under the bus because the coaching, that, I don't well, think. He, the, he threw fucking five well, interceptions. For, for sure. I don't think Brady played well, but the play calling is not something that it suits Brady well, either. I would say so. So he throws five interceptions and they lose by a field goal, a last second yeah, field goal. Yeah, like you would you, just from that stat line, you would think they lost by double digits. Nah, it was a last second fucking field. Was goal. Was it five? I thought it was three. No, it was five. He threw five last night. I could have sworn it was five because Goff had two, and I remember seeing something where it, the number was five, and I could have sworn it was INTs. I thought he had th- two or three. Five would be like we're definitely back. No, it was two interceptions for Brady because they were I, both no, to the same guy. Then I don't know where I saw five from. Oh no, he threw one to it was because the second one he threw was to the 199 pick in the draft this year, and he was 199th pick. Was that the one where He's, it was basically a punt and the guy just fielded it? No, it was the one at the end of the game when he got picked off. That when one, it was yeah. just again, I I don't know why you're trying to turn Brady into a vertical passer. You take those shots well, when you randomly have them. Well, when well when you have someone like a burner like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, you have to take those chances. But unfortunately, Brady can't push the ball down. The field it like it can't be anymore. fifteen times a game. It's got to be. You also got to run the ball to set up the play action because that's going to make his deep pass better. They don't utilize Scotty Miller enough. No, because no. he's a great middle of the field for like a third down threat every single time they get a first down. Yeah. So, um, Josh, Chiefs or Bucks? Chiefs. Taylor, yeah, give me the Chiefs. As yeah. Well. Same here. Um, I think they're going to put up big numbers on them. Um, God damn it. Why are the Bears in another fucking primetime game? Are they? Yeah. Monday, the Sunday night game, Bears at Packers. I'm fucking tired well, of the... Well, that's why. Bears-Packers. That's why. Yeah, I know it is. But this is a place where you got to flex this out. I want flex games from fucking week two to week 17. The Bears have been in too many primetime games, and all of them... The Bucks game was okay where they won. It was fine. Yeah. But it was still boring. By It was a close game, but it wasn't an exciting game either. And... Just get them off here. They're terrible. Like, literally, where they don't know who's playing starting quarterback for the Bears, and the line is still eight and a half. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, you don't know. Usually you don't release lines if you don't know who's starting this early. Eight and a half. I know the Packers haven't, they've looked really bad. I think in all their losses this season, they've blown 10-point leads, like something (laughs) stupid. But the Bears are dog shit. And honestly, they are in a position for the next five years to be one of the worst teams in the league. If I am in Chicago, I blow it the fuck. Fuck up. You should, man. They don't this have... Point, there's nothing there. What do you got? Khalil Mack and fucking Akeem, Akeem Hicks? Well, That's all you have. Yeah, there's really no one on defense outside of that. Oh, well, Kyle, I, I Kyle Ray, Fuller's awesome. Fuller's great. Raekwon Smith, um, the the linebacker. And then on offense, all you got is Allen Robinson. And he's a free and, agent. And Montgomery. That's yeah, he's a free agent. Got. And, like, get get rid of these dudes. I know, like, um, what's his name? Uh, I like the, the running back that got hurt, but he's always fucking hurt. The, the, no, I'm forgetting his fucking name. Kenyatta I, loves no, him. No, I know who you're talking about. I can't um, 
But the, the team is in horrible cap situation. They ne- they always fuck up the draft. The one linebacker that's on Arizona now is suddenly playing great because he leaves there. Yep. Fire everyone. They're not in a position where anything's going to get better because they drafted a, a rookie quarterback. They're going to get his ass kicked. Offensive line's terrible. They don't have a tight end. The fucking team sucks. The Packers are going to fucking kill them. I don't think we have to spend any more time on it. I just fucking hate... I hate the fucking Bears. Yeah, I think Matt Nagy's really worn his welcome out in Chicago. Big time. And to be honest with you, like as being as big a fans of football we are, it's kind of it's disheartening seeing um, you know a very storied franchise like Chicago be reduced to this garbage. Because in reality, like Chicago and Green Bay should should be a prime time game for sure. But Chicago is garbage and. The Green Bay is a little fugazi, to be honest with you, and they're soft. They're soft, but they're, they're good. They're good soft. enough to no, beat anyone. They're, they're very. Listen, you got Aaron Rodgers. You always have a chance. But yeah. Like against this garbage Bears team, I, I just think that it's going to be backbreaking play after backbreaking it's, fucking play. Dude, it's going to happen. That game that they just lost to the fucking Vikings, they wouldn't have had a touchdown if not for the Cordero Patterson return. Ridiculous. It's literally. Uh, it's amazing that no matter how many how much things change with the Bears, they stay the same. Good defense, good special teams. Horrible offense. Offense is garbage. But this is this is worse than any offense under uh, Jim McMahon wasn't bad, but they had a great running game um, under Rex Grossman. They had a great running game, and he was competent at times. But this is Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. They had a very good defense, and the offense actually had fucking weapons. You, Matt Forte. Matt Forte. Alshon Jeffrey. Brandon. Jo- jo- Brandon Marshall. You had all these fucking weapons, but that's the offense. Bears team was very good. But yeah. again, that was another one where the defense was better than the well, offense. Yeah, I mean, well, because you look at the offense, like, oh yeah, we got some players. Then you look on defense, yeah, there's Peanut Tillman. And Brian yeah, for now. sure. And Lance Briggs. And Lance and fucking Lance Briggs. Briggs yeah. And it's just the same thing. The Bears are so painfully boring. Like, I'm going to watch this game, but I might not watch this game. Like, I, I as weird as that sounds. like I, I probably won't because the Bears bore me that much. Oh, they're fucking horrific I, to watch. I, the, the, what was it, last week or the week before when they were on Sunday night? And I just remember, oh. I, I, I remember you text, uh, I text you. I was like, dude, I stopped watching this It game. was fucking terrible. It was absolutely I need garbage. to know that running back's name now. It's pissing me off. Is it? Um, yeah, Chicago but, Bears running back that's hurt. That's yeah, he's always hurt. I know because I think Kenyatta took him in a fantasy football draft, like in the second round once, and I was like, Cedric Benson. No, it was. It's a guy that's like playing now. I don't need Gale Sayers. <laughs> um, yeah. Kansas comment. Fuck dude. Brian Piccolo. I'll I, stop uh, it. Fuck Brian. So remember when Greg bought Brian's song with a lunchbox, but it was the remake of Brian's song with Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so. <laughs> he made us watch it. It was so bad, dude. Dude, and that, I love Brian's song. Brian's song with the original one is a classic. That's what I'm saying I love. It's that a fucking all time classic. Con is Brian Piccolo. Oh my god. Um. Uh, uh, why can't uh, Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen's a nice player, but he's always hurt. Tariq Cohen's still in the league. Yeah. He, exactly. He he's was. always hurt. We're all taking the Packers. Shut the fuck up. Monday night game. I don't think we need to say anything either. Seahawks, Eagles. Eagles are dog shit. Seahawks bounce back. Um, You're telling the shut up. You're the only one. I know. I'm just angry about the Eagles too because they're dog shit and they're gonna run out a good coach and a talented quarterback because they're fucking they broke him and it's gonna blow the thing up in in Philadelphia. So did you see the thing I retweeted? I think I'm just writing Seahawks down for everyone. Sure. Did you (laughs) see the thing I tweeted about a week ago when uh, Peterson goes on like their version of WFAN in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy said, like, they took a poll of uh, fans and they said, what's the problem in Philadelphia? And everyone said, Doug Peterson. And then they immediately bring him on. <laughs> I love it. P- and Peterson just goes, I mean, I... I, I could just hang up. Just just calling in right now and talking to you like this, I've already fulfilled my obligation. I could just fucking hang up yeah. on you. And listen, I, I, I genuinely, I do like Philadelphia as a city. I think the people there are garbage. For sure. And I really, really, truly believe Philadelphia doesn't deserve a coach like Doug Peterson. Yeah, and he's like, going to go somewhere else and rebuild the team. And like... 
like we said in the group chat today, get Carson Wentz in Indy, and get Carson Wentz with Frank Reich again, and you have a perennial powerhouse in Indianapolis once again. Josh, cool. do you have anything to say about Pete Carroll? I didn't really ask you your pick. Well, you know, um, he didn't have a press conference this week because he booked his press conference for the Four Seasons, and oh. Uh, you know, the people showed up to the wrong Four Seasons. They showed up <laughs> gotcha. to the hotel. Okay. Uh, and he, he was at he was at, he was at Four Seasons Landscaping. They're having uh, a really good month. Yeah. They're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. Carol and Rudy Giuliani, dude. Good for them. Oh, my God. I retweeted today. It was a clip from a movie where James uh, James Woods played Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> I saw that, dude, dude, he's, it's literally, he's was walking. He was walking on the beach? Yeah. And he's what like. What was that? <laughs> It's That's a real thing. It's a movie where James Woods, who's also a guy that went off the deep end, great actor, Lester Diamond in Casino. I fucking yes. love James Woods. I love him as a shitting priest in Scary Movie too. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> when he was shitting, when, when, when he walks into the girl and she just spins her head like The Exorcist, he goes, "Fuck this!" And he turns around, he starts banging her. Yeah, um, but uh, so he plays Rudy Giuliani that, and he's like walking on the beach with uh, his. His wife, I guess, I don't know if it's a wife that was his cousin or not, but he's walking on the beach with his wife, and she, he's like, she's like, who are some of your idols? He's like, oh, you know, uh, FDR, Bobby Kennedy, Democrats. You know, Democrats always said they wanted change, but Republicans actually get the change. Oh, I need cool. to see this movie. Why is he on the fucking on the beach at night in a full suit? Why not? Why is his fucking head bleeding like he's a fucking cyborg and alien? That was the weirdest shit. And the video of him fucking blowing his nose and then wiping his head with it. Oh, fucking disgusting. Uh, dude, it's great because now I I, can't. I think he's legit losing his mind. He's lost watching it. it in real time. It's been gone. I think it's been gone because I think he was convinced that he was going to get the, the nomination uh, against Obama in 2012. He was like pretty sure he, or oh wait rather oh wait uh, yeah. he was going to get it yeah. and he just tanked at the debate. He was horrible because he. The thing is, like, what people don't realize about him. The documentaries look at one way, but if you listen to like professional litigators, he wasn't a great trial lawyer. Mm -hmm. He was never that good at being a trial lawyer. He was great at the gritty work. But now I love that you're starting to see Trump starting to turn on him. Like you're starting to see the things come out. He was trying to bill them twenty thousand dollars a day for doing this fucking made up stuff they're doing. And what's going to happen in in a couple weeks when Trump fires him? And he's like, oh, bills due. It'll be just like everything else. Trump just doesn't pay him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Piss someone off with that fucking comment. Who cares? All right, guys. This is episode 129. You watch, I listen. Uh, the movie pick for this week was Ingrid Goes West. And the album pick was uh, Foxing, the Albatross. Awesome. So, for Taylor Micah, I'm Dan Perosi. For Dan Perosi, I'm Taylor Micah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> nice. This is a great song. <laughs>